0: Robots Radio, games, lore, stories, community. Just press play.
1: Hey guys, it's it's the day of the video. Um, I'm just coming here to say uh, that I love the Fallout app, and I would like to tell you about the service that they use to make this podcast. It's called Anchor. The best thing about Anchor is it's free; you don't have to pay anything. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to the episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So you can going to be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can now make money for your podcast with very little, uh, minimum, little, 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 little listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys.
0: Hey, friends, this is Robots, the creator of the Robots Radio Podcast Network and host of the two original shows on the network, the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. These two shows have rocketed up the iTunes charts. They both together have over 155 star reviews in only a couple of months, with bite-sized episodes that take you step-by-step through the background of the games and the game worlds. They're thought-provoking, well-produced, and a lot of fun. I recommend you go check them out at robotsradio.net or on any podcast reader Podcatcher, whatever you use, iTunes, Spotify. Again, that's the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, available everywhere.
2: Your attention, please. Your attention, please. This is your official civil defense broadcaster.
3: One of the greatest threats would be radioactive fallout.
1: Uranium
3: fever. Where
0: fallout is heaviest, it can even kill those who have not taken proper shelter.
4: Broadcasting deep underground in a questionably constructed survivalist bunker is Dave Chaffins and Kenneth Vigue. And your host, as always, Mr. Robots. This episode of the Fallout Hub is brought to you by Sugar Bombs. Sugar Bombs! Who needs teeth anyway?
1: Hey
0: guys, test, test. I think I've got the recording stuff working. Come on come on over. Check this out. Let me grab a new Coca Cola first. Are the wait, are those are those the ones that were in the fridge?
4: I'm sure they're fine. They're what, uh
0: ten, fifteen years old? Yeah, I'm sure they're going to taste great. Uh, so check this out. Remember the recording stuff I found the other day? I, yeah. I've been messing with it. It looks like it works. And strangely enough, it seems like there's like microphones all over this vault. Like all over the place. Like I can totally tell from when Dave went to the bathroom that we are definitely going to need to fix that toilet.
5: So is there like a filter to make me sound like a uh, person from the 1950s? Is there like a, a setting in there that we can work with? Or- um...
0: Maybe? I haven't gotten that far yet, but we I mean, I'm recording right now, so I figured we'd kind of do a, like a a test run of, you know, some of the stuff we've been talking about, see if we can't get it down and then maybe transmit it somehow out of here. I, I'll figure that part out later. But what do you guys think about that?
5: I think that's great. I think that we need a, a signal on some Pip boys, you know, maybe somewhere that people could go and find it mm-hmm. and then a listen pip to every... A Pip cast. Pip cast. There we pip go. Cast. There
0: so uh, so here, well, let's just let's just go with it then. All right, uh, welcome everyone who's listening to our new pipcast, the Fallout Hub, and uh, we are very excited. This is our first actual episode, and we are here in our secret vault talking about Fallout stuff because that's what the three of us love to talk about. And when I mentioned the three of us, there's myself, uh, Robots, or Tom from the Fallout Lorecast, and also. We have Ken from Chad, a Fallout 76 uh, story. <laughs> I was like, there's a last word there somewhere. Hey, Ken, how's it uh, going?
4: Okay, this nuca cola is not right.
0: I'm uh, seeing
4: sounds right now, but uh, I'm fine. I, this this is fine. I'm fine.
0: Okay. Um, I think that's called synesthesia. Very cool. We are part of a vault experiment right now currently where you can drink nuca cola and see sounds. Very nice, and then we also have Dave from the Vault Boys WV and the Cryptid Cast. Dave, how's it going?
5: It is going very well. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna move this little modulator here um, and see if uh, it's even. Tra- oh, that's sorry, it's the wrong voice. Did I didn't have the just the lower one? That's it. <laughs> is that bad? Nice? Is it there a sinus there? infection like button is that I can press button? here? I don't think they had. I don't think that's Vault Tech, you know. I think that might be uh, Aperture or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. You, clearly, we
0: haven't been in this uh, vault very long. We're still trying to figure out what all the things are in here. Yeah, we're kicking uh, cans. We, yeah, but if if you uh, listen to our little uh, intro episode, we did find a Mister Handy, who has been super fun to hang out with. Um, he's beat me in chess like three times already.
5: Jesus, that guy's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What are we going to call him? Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should ask our listeners to come up with a name for him. That might be good yeah, idea. we should
4: probably do that. Are you going to be okay with that, Mr. Handy, if we just rename you? Today's a hell of a day to die, commie! Alrighty then.
0: <laughs> so um, <laughs> That Mr. Handy, he can really... I mean, that guy's
5: a talker.
4: He's tell a legend.
0: You what. <laughs> he's a legend. He's also the best chess players I've, I've ever met. So... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so what we're doing here is we are discussing all things Fallout, specifically community stuff, and I didn't say that word right, did I? Community stuff, and news about Fallout 76, because the three of us are very excited about Wastelanders and some of the new things coming out with that, and some of the things the community's doing in order to keep that game alive, along with some other just fun things each for each episode that we put out there. And each week, we're going to have different segments. And so for this one, we're going to start out with news.
4: Telegram, news from Bethesda.
0: All right. Dave's going to kick off the news segment. Dave, what do we have this week for news? So first of all,
5: I would like to choose a designation for myself. Since I am in actual, in real life, from Charleston, West Virginia, I would like to be called the Charleston Herald- (laughs) If I'm delivering the news, um, do you have a stick coming Is out? Is it like head?
4: a newspaper or like nope. a traditional medieval herald? Is there going to be a trumpet?
5: I like to think that I have a like, trumpet or, or herald here.
0: from the actual <laughs> games.
5: You know, I think Brian Fargo like had, was a trumpet player maybe in middle school, and he left one of them over in the corner, and I think I can go pick it up. But you know.
0: Uh, just don't do it right now while we're recording. That's probably not
5: a great idea. Well, okay. Maybe another time we'll, we'll break out the, the old, uh, Brian Fargo, uh, trumpet and get it rolling. I think it has a big BF on it. Like, anyways, let's <laughs> anyways. get into some news this week. I feel like I should be like Mr. New Vegas at this point and be like, and now some news. That's my best Mr. New Vegas impression. It won't get. <laughs> okay. Okay. First piece of news, and I'm condensing a lot of the Inside the Vault articles together into one um, collective thing. Vault 94, which is the raid that has been going on in several waves, week per week, is closing. So last year, Bethesda opened the doors to Vault 94 to bring us repeatable high-level content in the form of vault raids through community feedback and monitoring. They've decided that Vault 94 and its missions are not delivering the quality of experience they had hoped to provide. As a result, they are currently planning to shut down Vault 94, alongside the release of the Wastelanders update. No more crazy plants. No more plant armor. <laughs> no more plant armor. <laughs> Which, if you ever go to like a, a like a, a Scorch Beast fight or like something where it's like everyone in the server is there and somebody's wearing the plant armor, th- there's a lot of effects in general. Just. <laughs> it has that like what what is it the poison kind of effect that like the the steam rolls off of it. There's just a lot of different things going on with that Yeah, armor. it's
1: people yeah, care.
4: it's got that acid attack effect and yeah,
5: it. yeah the people
4: uh, that you talk to and you want to know about naughty things. Apparently, there's an issue with the the AMD processor, <laughs> and uh, for whatever reason, it cannot calculate the math. So that's why you kind of glitch out.
0: Whoa, really? Yeah wow that's crazy that is crazy yeah so supposedly uh you're still going to be able to get all the rewards and things in the future right. just through different means you just can't mm-hmm. play the raid anymore at some point did you guys play the vault 94 raid? i didn't because my character is not that high and everything when it when it first came out everyone was like yeah everything's a bullet sponge you're gonna go through all your ammo and i was like there's i'm not gonna you know go collect ammo for 15 hours just to try the vault once so it was kind of a turnoff for me.
5: I decided to try it just as like because you had to do it like three different times to get the three different scenarios. And so I watched someone like go through it on day one and try to figure it out. Um, and then I went to go do it. Uh, and I got like halfway through it to a point where I was like, "Okay, you know what? And I had to like I had to like have an evaluation of like, am I having fun right now?" Or am I just kind of like going through the motions here just to try something? And so I went back to, to visiting people's camps and um, clearing out West Tech, which is a lot more fun.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, yeah. I did it once uh, just to do it, and it was not fun at all. I burned through a ridiculous amount of stim packs and uh, yeah, it just it was too grindy with not enough of a fun reward
0: yeah it seems like with that kind of thing um and maybe other games would be uh, I can't think of a parallel to to connect this to but the kind of thing where like you enter the vault you are given uh x amount of impacts x amount of ammo you know like you're kind of ammoed up and equipped for it and then you run through it and there are places throughout the vault that like ammo you re-stimpack you as you finish certain rounds like that would make more sense because otherwise you're just investing all of your own time and effort into collecting those things, and then you're burning it all out. Really, yeah. Like quick. I went through
4: 80 stim packs, and if you have to make those, I mean, grinding for resources just to make stim packs, even if you do super duper, is is kind of a, a pain.
5: Uh, yeah, it just
0: takes yeah, a lot of time. And
4: I, we didn't end up completing it; we ended up losing that, and that was on the simplest setting. So it's was, I was like that's all right.
5: Yeah, it's like there was an easy mode, right? Or wasn't? But you didn't get the full reward if you did it that Correct, way, right? Correct.
4: Yeah, we did it on the easy mode and we still yeah. failed miserably.
5: Yeah.
0: I can see a situation where they could go back into that content, but they're really going to have to reconsider the balance of the you know, the the cost to reward balance. It was disappointing
4: because I was I think we all have been so excited about vault raids and each of them having kind of a story because the going into vaults and exploring them is such a memorable part of previous Fallout games that this was just kind mm-hmm. of uh, a letdown.
0: Yeah. Well, this this news article feels kind of like a bummer, but I think it's a good good news that they are reevaluating yeah. it and probably be going to be bringing some better content in the future. Can is there something else in the news that's a little bit more I don't know, a little more positive, a little more upbeat? I think I have upbeat? something
1: for
5: you. So, Wastelander's beta testing is currently live. Yes. The opt-in period though has already passed, uh, so the, the opt-in for the beta testing is closed. But uh, from the reports, it looks like maybe around a hundred people have been given access, and they've already received details in their email. But they're under NDA, so we won't be finding out anything from them. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. It news
0: really tight. Though, like a hundred people is a very small group.
5: Right. I think the best thing about it is that they're actually like testing it with the public as a test. Yes. That's yes. just kind of wild to me. It's
4: madness. <laughs> it is madness.
5: <laughs> I'm I'm amazed that it's like okay, we're going to we're going to go through and we're going to take as much time as we want to go through and work out these bugs and do this stuff. I'm just like, yes, this is what I want to see. I'm like rooting for them. I'm like in the stands right now going, "Yeah, let's go team." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm
4: I'm excited yeah. that uh, that they're actually doing that, directly engaging with those people, and and kind of reshaping the experience based on direct feedback, as opposed to maybe the the pre-beta or the beta that we had when we got started.
5: Yeah, I feel yeah. like that the the pre-beta was more like let's do a um, a uh, what do you call it like a stress yeah. test yep. and see if we could take it. And then it, it the stress test did not work, but it <laughs> everything happened anyways. <laughs> so along
0: with along with the, um, the new content that's going to be part of this, there's a lot of bug fixes mm-hmm. and I have a feeling a lot of this testing is, is also going to be solving a lot of the bug issues so that we don't have the same recurrence of, hey, we fixed it and then another, another patch comes out and goes, well, we unfixed it <laughs> and then it's like, ah, crap.
5: Imagine the news articles that come out that are going to be like, okay, is if, they, if they pull it off and they have the new content and it's pretty much bug free, you're not going to get 100% bug free, but like pretty good. Like, right. I mean, talk about an underdog story at that point. I mean, that's news. Most people
4: don't realize that there are two builds of the game, with Wastelanders being a completely separate build. So sometimes some of the weird issues that we have with patches are from them moving it from that newer build to this older, more problematic build. I'm hoping with the new build, we get a lot more stability in terms of hacking and duping and stuff.
1: Yes. Speaking of
5: which, on the hacking and duping thing, we kind of had a little situation over Christmas. Um, I'm counting Christmas in current news because uh, it's within the past month. And since we're doing it monthly, it makes the most sense. Um, Ken, I believe that you're our reporter in the field for this one. Uh, Can you give us a little bit of updates on what exactly is going on in the PC side of things in Fallout 76?
0: if, if 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 Dave is the Herald, then what is Ken?
5: Ken is the gumshoe.
0: I'm
4: the investigative journalist. Uh, the investigative yes. journalist. I yes, go by code go. name PC. Just,
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a podcast uh, within a podcast. This is Serial Fallout 76. My name yeah, is so. Ezra Koning
0: <laughs> So I'm I'm the uh, I'm like the newscaster guy. I'm like I'm, right. and coming in from the field. Our investigative journalist PC. I'm going to flip up my collar and duck into the
4: shadows here. Uh, I was there, that terrible Christmas, just wandering the wasteland with friends. <laughs> then all of a sudden, a man in his underwear rushes towards you, strips you completely nude, and then vanishes into the ether.
0: And normally I'd pay for that, but in this case, I wasn't.
4: I mean, in some cities, that's like a dinner and a date kind of situation.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was just in Vegas. I saw that happening in like that, every that, corner. Yeah, that's... No, <laughs> There were guys handing out cards. Hey, you want this experience? And we're like, no, thank what you. What
4: happens in the wasteland stays in the wasteland. Um, yeah, so the... <laughs> there's kind of an interesting backstory to it. Some people who've been kind of following that story, I know Juice has done a really good um, job of chronicling that, but if you do not know what happened on PC if you play on consoles. So there is um, a a hacker named Erectban, Uh a, a name that uh, mm. I'm confident that he is a, a ladies man, a man about town. there' uh, mm-hmm. yes. bar- barely yes. time to get out from underneath women to uh, pull these things together, but um, Yeah, are you kidding uh, he's on top? He, of women. He is. <laughs> he's like shaft. He's uh,
5: like He's like shaft. <laughs>
0: he's sitting there
4: like yeah. he's sitting there behind his, yeah. there behind his computer, damn right.
5: Damn right. You a bad mother? Mm-hmm. Well, this is a terrible... Why did we come down here? This is a terrible idea. What have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> I think he probably talks what like that, What could possibly too. go wrong?
4: Um, yeah, yeah, so uh, Erect Ben is um, someone who... <laughs> I know.
0: Every time you say that name...
5: <laughs> this go is on. professionalism from our reporter in the field.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> so Bone who negative... Uh, is someone who uh, has made a name for himself, kind of identifying the weaknesses with this engine, and then finding ways to uh, compile hacks that can allow for manipulation of the game space. Um, there's been some some interesting ones that people probably heard about, spawning in uh, like the Pridwin from Fallout Four, um, creating unique. Weapons that technically shouldn't exist, other weird things like uh, hovering in the air above White Spring, like Goku from Dragon Ball Z, summoning just thousands of mini nukes and then raining hellfire down on the white spring uh, there's there's footage out there floating around of that and it's, it's...
5: you showed me <laughs> that, and it is quite impressive it's, I mean it is kind of funny, fact, but
4: uh, like... you know concerning
5: i don't even understand how to do that with console commands in fallout 4 it looks great could you
4: imagine being a level 10 in a workshop just like you know "Ah, here i am getting some copper and you know some junk and then you just see someone like a a horrible vengeful god hovering the air above you and the next thing you know everything goes white and your game crashes (laughs)
0: Yeah, he's like in Super Scene 3 mode and dropping nukes on the planet. Be gone, yeah. peasant. He could
5: do some good role play. He
4: could, yeah. Like, I'm Thor, Goku.
5: <laughs> Thor-ku. Gen-
4: General Zod. Yeah,
5: there he's you go. The, or when the children of Adam pray to a god, he's the god. That's
4: exactly it.
0: Mm-hmm. He is Adam.
4: So uh, the hack essentially would allow a player to another player into a container and then basically empty that container. Um, I know.
1: <laughs>
0: I've
4: been okay. transformed
0: into a stash box. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Help! I'm a stash box. Oh, somebody's stuck in the stash box. No, I am the stash Get your box. Hand.
5: It's the Professor McGonagall transfiguration <laughs> cheat.
0: Get your hand out of my
5: stash. Um,
4: so that that Uh, was a real problem for a lot of players. It was a viral video that went around with uh, someone who, I guess, had done that to hundreds of people in a day. Uh, Probably not the best Christmas gift. So Bethesda quickly rolled out a patch to nerf the ability to do that. Uh, It was unclear what they did, but it no longer worked after that. There are still some existing glitches that kind of work like that, where uh, things can be deposited into a player. Into their,
1: in- <laughs> de- <laughs> de- they de- were advertising energy. that in Vegas. Also, it's usually
4: after a few uh, nuka darks uh, and some quiet music <laughs> yeah. uh, at the White Spring. Uh, Some, t- mm-hmm. some yeah, dancing. somebody slips
0: something in your drink, and then yeah, mm-hmm. the- oh. you wake
4: up the next day yeah. in that cart from Skyrim. The Easter egg. Uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going on with uh, that. They've been aggressively banning a lot of these people. Um, actively purging. Um, a lot of people that are in that community um, and people that I know through association uh, got removed from the game.
0: Like removed? Removed, removed. from, like, by Like, like, like account. not just
4: soft ban, uh, about hardware bans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's not just a simple hardware ban. Uh, it was across multiple components. So, you'd essentially have to swap out components of your PC for new ones in order to get back
0: in.
5: That's interesting. Wow. So, I'm amazed the people by who lost.
0: Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dave.
5: Oh, no. I'm just amazed by that kind of stuff. Like, being able. Like, I understand, like, banning an IP or something, but, like, with VPNs and stuff, I'm just amazed at, like, some of the ways that people, like, combat any kind of, like, security system with a program or a game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, with all everyone losing all these items, there was a big thing where Bethesda turned around and and is actually giving people more stuff back. Right.
4: Yeah. The way that it worked, uh, there was one person in our group that was affected by it, and they, knowing this was coming, or maybe someone who was there while it was happening, since most of the team were off, maybe took a snerver snapshot. So they were able to create a cloned version of people's characters from before that happened. So in many instances, you didn't just get back what you lost, but really anything you had in your inventory. Uh, So for not being able to play that character for a month after losing some really god-tier gear for most people, you ended up making out for the inconvenience. Uh, And I believe they also gave a bunch of atoms as well.
5: Yeah. So what you're telling me is that Bethesda is duping. <gasps> mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Absolute mm-hmm. power corrupts
5: absolutely. Yep. Exactly. Yep,
0: they're duping all your stuff.
5: They're duping all your stuff,
0: but it's for a good cause. We be duping. Just give it back to you. We be duping. <laughs> well, cool. Um, good summary on yeah. all that stuff. So it seems like they're on it and fixing it and also doing the right thing and giving people... You know, I mean, Yes, it was inconvenient, but they're giving you stuff back in extra yeah. for your Yeah, I'm glad they're being responsive which
4: is that great. Way, yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah. Well, thank you, Chad. Uh, uh, I keep on saying Chad in my brain, but what I mean is Ken. Ken, yeah. Chad, Simon, whichever one you are. <laughs> Whatever you want to call him. Thank me. you so much for your reporting. You sound Whatever. like Simon, but your name says Chad. <laughs> <laughs> To stop reading so many things and listening to the uh, pip cast that we get in the vault. Did you just assume? <laughs> Thank you, Did for you just your- assume my name? I did assume you. Were- in 2020, how dare you? <laughs> well, it's 2076, where I'm from. <laughs> get a rim shot here. This is when the pause and laughter happens. <laughs> uh, let's see. On to the next thing. Thank you so much for being the reporter in the field. Yeah. The next item on our list is the uh, patch 17 Atom Shop item. So like always, when they do a patch, they always upload in, in bulk uh, cosmetics uh, to the Atom Shop and then release them over time. Um, and I kind of wanted to pull up some of the interesting things that they have added to the Atom Shop. It's more like a buyer's guide. If you were interested in any of that kind of stuff... Uh, they recently just finished a uh, western themed area in which they added grain silos which I thought was really funny and I like to imagine the um, the phallic things that people are doing with those in their camps <laughs> of course I've
4: seen a picture <laughs> that is exactly what you think it would be um, yep. um,
5: two, two geodesic domes and a grain yep. silo great for farming <laughs> Man, we're hitting it
0: off on our first episode. Being I mean, very, is... very good with the, uh, you know, Twig and Berry jokes.
5: <laughs> Next item is the uh, Nuka-Cola stuff that they added. They added a bunch of stuff, like a a ride and uh, statues. But one thing I thought that was really cool is they've added in a door, like a secret compartment, and that Ooh. is a lot like the uh, the door for the tattoo shop that takes you to the. Nukeshine Pub. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you can have little hidden rooms. I was so
4: excited when they gave us that door. It's just such a cool thing to be able to build a hidden interior room. There are a few problems with it, though, and I can give you a tip. Um, The bolts Mm -hmm. for it can be visibly seen, but you can, if you look online, you can do the double sided wall glitch where you can essentially put wallpaper on both sides. If you do that, uh, and then apply wallpaper, it'll hide the bolts, so it'll blend in a little more seamlessly.
5: I'm interested in that when it comes to um, the people that do their camps that build, um, like, uh they build it, like, outside of the map boundaries. So, like, they'll put, like, a cooking stove down, and then you, like, press onto the cooking stove and then go into ah, yes, the. Ah, yes, the
4: underhenge. Yes. <laughs> Let us descend. <laughs> the
0: underhenge. Fr- they were strangely enough selling those at. Uh, in Vegas a friend also. of mine has
4: a camp that's right near one of the silos um, so mm-hmm. we'll go down there and he has like a viewing area and you can see the nuke appear and then fire off from underneath the map that's
5: interesting
4: yeah it's kind of a cool thing oh. to see
0: so, any other any other highlights from from these? I'm I'm scrolling through them right now. There's
5: the last one that I think is the best one is they're adding a bunch of responder stuff. Which um, the responders are, as far as like new factions, are probably one of my favorite. Uh, but they're adding an excavator power armor paint. That's <laughs> not really a paint. It's more like a reskin uh, that totally looks like Power Rangers Lightspeed <laughs> Rescue. <laughs> um, I mean, it's got like it's got like little uh, what do you call this? Like flashing lights on the side, and it looks like. <laughs> It, essentially, you turn into RoboCop at that point. <laughs> you can even do limb damage, which I know RoboCop is yeah, pretty good at. <laughs> yes, yeah, these are
0: go Voltron Force. Yeah. I mean, we could we could take a whole episode and go through all these all these different things they're adding in here. I, one of the things I really like are the uh, Valentine's Day oh, items that they've got, like the wallpapers the and bed. stuff, <laughs> and the, the yeah, there's the bed, uh, which looks really cool. It's got hearts all over it. And then there's the uh, wallpaper that's like heart um, uh, radiation sign signs.
4: <laughs> yeah. Inside like if hearts. you want to build a Las Vegas style um, questionable motel, it's perfect. The bed actually, um, you can click it to make a deposit coin noise and the bed
0: will vibrate. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, strangely enough, that wasn't in my hotel room in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to stay at the good ones. Oh, right, right. got to go to Old um,
5: Vegas. That's heard all of us. <laughs>
0: old Vegas, yeah, have go, you have to go off the strip <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the Nuka-Cola outfits, like the Nuka Cherry um, jumpsuit, the Nuka Dark Yeah, those jumpsuit. look really good. They're looking pretty, pretty yeah. sweet, yeah.
5: Folks, that is it for the news. I hope that you've enjoyed your time with the Charleston Herald. Uh, I will be back next month with many heraldings, uh, including Brian Fargo's Trumpet, um, which I have now cleaned out the uh, several year old spit out of it, and we will be tooting uh, all kinds of new and fun stuff. <laughs> tooting all <this laughs> kinds of new and fun stuff. Very nice, thank you, Dave. You're very welcome.
0: <laughs> all right, and uh, there's definitely some more things that we want to go over in the future, in a future episode that we're going to put a little thumbnail on. Thumbnail, thumbtack, tack. tack? Uh, yeah. Bend the corner of the paper. A dog-eared memo dog memo? Something. A map we'll something marker? Like
2: that. That's yeah. a joke
5: about Fallout.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'll put one of those in.
2: Yeah. Excuse me, masters, but the
1: day grows short and your listeners could use a little Fallout 101.
0: One of the things that we want to get more into in these episodes for this podcast are some more of the in-game stuff having to do with builds and things that you can do now in the game. And Ken, everybody's been talking about the bloody builds for a while now. Yes. Can you fill us in on like where that is and, and just like I haven't built a bloody build yet. I know they've been the popular build, but what do we need to know about bloody builds and what are they?
4: <sighs> to be honest, I had never played Melee before seventy six. Previously Same. I, I would do mini nukes, mini guns, uh, really heavy weapons. It's just fun in Fallout 3, New Vegas, Fallout 4. Uh, This game has been a completely different experience. So my first character that I played through ended up being totally nerfed because I went for uh, an explosive shotgun build. And then once the explosive shotgun was nerfed, my character was completely useless. So I started over from scratch, everyone was talking about running a bloodied build, and since I had never ever played Melee in any previous Fallout game ever, I decided to give it a go, and I've fallen in love with it. It's a completely different playstyle, as far as just uh, kind of running into the fray, and then just slashing away. Um, It's a lot of fun when you, you get a lot of enemies kind of surrounding you. It's problematic, however, uh, because bloodied builds. I'm sure everybody knows. Uh, essentially, you you want to keep yourself low health um,
0: to really because the main perk is bloodied, which means that you do more damage the lower
5: health. Right, you are, exactly. Right? right, and that relates to your legendary weapon that you have. So generally, if you have like a, a gun or even a um, a melee weapon, it has to have that bloodied. Um, Uh, legendary effect on it, Yeah,
4: like I have uh, one of the more god-tier ones for that kind of a build is a bloodied meat hook. Uh, Faster swing speed plus one strength, which is the one that I have with uh, a third hook on it. And it is...
0: Which just sounds so delicious. A bloodied (laughs) meat hook.
4: Uh, I mean, it looks fantastic. Um, (laughs) But that um, paired with a build that's really built from melee can really make you pretty OP. Um, Especially uh, when you're doing a a queen fight The problem that I have, however, is because you run bloodied um, Radiation is always a problem for me um, Which is one thing to to bear in mind Um, But I also run a full set of unyielding uh, scout armor um, Three star, which
0: helps quite a bit so the- so when you're when you're running around the wasteland with your bloody build, uh, just so people can visualize this, what percentage of health are you down to? Uh,
4: probably 15,
0: 20%. Okay, so you're just like the little bitty sliver of health down there at the bottom. So when you come across radiation, and, and you use the radiation in order to keep the health that low, right? Yeah.
4: you uh, Once you get to that point, you want to kind of stay at that point. So anyone in your team that has a medic build where they can wick away your rads, it becomes really problematic because you lose uh, your strength very quickly by losing your rads. Um, It also is problematic because you're technically a glass cannon, so you're really powerful if, if you start swinging quickly and enemies can't really gang up, corner you, and start whacking away because you have such little health to deal with. Uh, you can lose that pretty quickly. I counteract that with a lot of perks that can help in that kind of situation. Um, like dodgy is super helpful. Um, I use that quite a lot. Um, just to kind of negate as much damage as you can. It'll take it from your AP to kind of dodge you out of the way. Um,
5: mm-hmm. So the yeah. the like baseline perks that you need are um, like a, a Serendipity... Yep which is the um, essentially when you're below 30% health, you gain a 45% chance to avoid damage. Uh, nerd Rage is probably the most important one. That's while you're below 20% health, you gain a 40 uh, 40 damage resist and 20% damage increase and 15% AP regeneration. That's insane. That's the insane perk right there.
0: Yeah, that sounds pretty pretty potent.
5: Um, you can like add in a Adrenal Reaction, which I think is... Well, that's the mutation that has the... Um, Oh, what's the effect on uh, it?
4: weapon damage at low HP? But uh, it takes fifty off your max HP. That paired with right. twisted muscles, uh, twisted muscles, you get plus twenty five percent melee damage. Uh, but
0: you're—that's a mutation. That's per- a
4: perk, correct. Right? Yeah, these are mutations that can right. also help.
5: One thing that you had mentioned to me that I didn't even think about is bumping up your endurance tree to get um, like full life giver. Yes. Um, like, which kind of offsets that the mutation itself and gives you a lot more room. because essentially every point of health is is critical when you're at that low state. Yeah,
4: like I don't I don't use nerd rage on this one. I have 15 in yeah, really? I have 15 in strength, one in perception, uh, 15 in endurance, one in charisma, one in intelligence, 15 in agility, and then eight in luck. Uh, to run Bloody Mess, Class Freak, and then Start Genes to keep mutations.
0: Now, we're going to have a link for this in the show notes. So for anybody who's, like, listening while you're driving your car and going, ah, this is too much information too fast, you will be able to pull this up when you get home, uh, open up your phone or your computer, and just go look at the build yourself if you want to go recreate this.
5: Yeah. Yeah. One of the other things I thought is interesting um, that that I've used when I've run a buddy build is Radical. And so that's actually, it's a perk that's like a a one-star perk for your endurance that's the greater your rads, the greater your strength. And so if you're all the way down in your rads, you get like a plus five strength. So immediately you're able to carry, uh, if you're using unyielding armor, you have all of your rads down. I mean, your carry amount is insane at that point.
4: There's a, The tool that I use is nukesdragons.com, so you can plan out your build. And what's great about this planner is that it's not only visual, but if you're starting over a new character, if you scroll down and click levels, it'll tell you what perks to pick at every level, so you can kind of scale perfectly. Um, the other tool that's on there is also one for you to figure out what food you need to optimize your build. Um, So there are certain foods that you can eat that can amplify these effects quite a bit. So on top of your bloody damage, you can do even more significantly uh, higher damage. Um,
0: So that's like a lot of uh, alcohol uh, drinks, That,
4: and then some of the foods. I think the highest I got mine was 1860.
0: So not only are you near death, but you're also drunk and really full all the time. Yeah,
4: you're it, basi- and highly it basically is a weekend in Vegas.
5: There you go. <laughs> so I would say that this is the most popular build. Why do you guys think that this is so popular? Is it just the damage output or is it something else?
4: I think it's the damage output. I think um, it becomes kind of a competitive feather in people's caps the There are tons of videos on there with people talking about their builds, people sharing snapshots of how much damage they can do, quick video clips of them taking yeah. down a queen like with a few hits.
0: Yeah, this is the this E-peen equivalent of Fallout like 76.
4: Bloodied, like, if you yeah. run a bloodied stealth build, you can essentially be a queen killer because you're multiplying your damage output without being detected. So you can be ridiculously overpowered.
0: Yeah, amazing. Awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to add in? There is
4: a rumor that probably isn't true, that uh, Bloodied Build could be nerfed with Wastelanders. Uh, It could be. So um, the next best meta thing that people have been doing, um, a lot of the people that I know who who are in the know have been hoarding junkie weapons which is the next best effective build. Some people are already starting to, to run characters with a Chunkies build.
5: So they're just really addicted to drugs, and because of all the drugs that they're taking, they're able to do a whole lot more damage. Is that yes. what you're
4: saying? Yes. Uh, it's more like a, a weekend in Atlantic City than, than New Vegas. <laughs>
5: than it
0: is yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, drink, you you get tired of all the alcohol. Maybe that's the gateway. Maybe alcohol's the gateway drug to the everything else.
5: Yeah, it's kind of funny because it's like, okay, like the bloody build. If you're like in a fantasy setting, that's like your blood made. Like you know, you you draw your, power, <laughs> right. your blood But the, the the junkie's build sounds like an alchemy build where it's like I've got to craft like like a bunch elixirs. of psychostats probably yeah. <laughs> to get that you basically run you run a them. stepdad build <laughs> oh god oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's like the meth build <laughs> I mean I mean that's a that's a West Virginia build that uh, happens quite often <laughs>
4: <laughs> we're gonna get hate mail
5: wow Wow. Well, that's
0: well it, fun. Would, it. would be cool think in it, a future episode. <laughs> it would be cool in a future episode to dig more into uh what the Junkie build would be like and how to build one of those out, especially in the case of something like Wastelander's pre- you know, potentially nerfing uh bloody. Yeah, absolutely. So might be cool to dig into in the future. All right. Well, thank you Ken for uh, bringing that from out in the field yes. again. <laughs> with your, your you can slink back into the shadows now <laughs> with your coat and your,
5: All right, Tom. You need to grab that shotgun right now because I think somebody's coming through.
0: Yeah. Did you get? Were you guys expecting guests? Hey, come on in. Oh, look who it is.
6: Uh, oh, um, Lucy. Did we we miss a turn?
3: I think we took a left turn when we maybe should have taken a right. You
0: guys? You yeah. guys know these guys?
4: Yeah, yeah. It's Ray and Lucy.
3: Oh, oh hey, hey. So from the farm. Oh, far oh, far yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on yeah. in. So we yeah. know you guys. Yeah.
6: yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Okay, great. So we found the spot that we weren't looking for.
0: I mean, that's kind of how things work in Fallout, right? Right,
6: that's right, that's right. (laughs) Well, Well, come on in and introduce yourselves. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, introduce yourselves. I'm, uh, go ahead, go ahead, my lovely wife. Go ahead.
3: All right, I'm Lucy Middleton, and um, I play various figures with the uh, Fallout 5 only responders, such as Dr. Anders.
6: And I am Ray Middleton. Um, I play Commander Connor Johns. (laughs) Oh, uh yes. and all of our lore. Um I'm kind of the background uh player and um lore developer for the five oh.
0: Oh you said lore. That's like my favorite word.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom just well, Lore is
3: Google. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: My ears just got a <laughs> little I'm bit higher lore. Yep. <laughs> well welcome. Lore is more. Welcome. Yes, thank uh, you for having uh, us. We, uh, grab you. a
0: seat on our nice vintage sofa. And, um, oh, we just happen to be having a conversation with a few thousand of our famous, uh, favorite friends. Uh, and, um, come on in. Yeah. Yeah. Have a seat. All right. Well, well, so, uh, yeah. can um, I get, get yeah. you a drink or anything? You guys, you guys have anything you, you enjoy? Partaking?
3: Uh,
6: yeah, I, I definitely, uh, go ahead, lose if you want something. Uh, um, you
3: know, I'll just, I'll take a, I just got that. that
4: I've got a okay. Nuka dark rum here. That's basically regular oh. rum in his plastic container. Would you like that?
3: Work. I've got That'll
5: 20 work. dirty water. If anyone
6: needs really <laughs> dirty water, uh,
3: I'll pass. Pass him the dirty water. Oh, dang.
6: Uh, I'll pay extra caps for the purified if you got that. Get, get some
0: wood in here yeah. and we'll, yeah, we'll try. fix that up. We'll try. Okay. Dave's been trying to get rid of his dirty
6: water for like weeks. It's hard. This canned coffee yeah.
4: is coming out like glue.
6: <laughs> you have. <yeah. laughs> You got to mix it with a little bit of the dog food.
4: Give me some of
0: that dirty water.
6: It comes right out. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. You guys work on that. All right. So, so uh, this is our thing with, with guests. When people happen to stumble, stumble into our bunker, uh, <laughs> we uh, first, you got to pass the 20 questions in order to um, you know, make sure you guys are cool enough to hang with us, I guess. Right. Think of so, it as your personal goat. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All
1: right. All right. Yeah. Good okay. That makes sense. That's
0: a good way to look at it. All right. So here's what we're going to do we're going to go back and forth between the two of you. Uh, oh. Lucy, you were introduced first. So I'm going to start with you. So it's going to be like a question cool. for Lucy, question for Ray, question for Lucy, question Ray. for Ray. Oh, boy. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Let's go. Lucy, favorite martial art.
3: Um go. Don't think
0: too hard. Just go.
3: <laughs> I <found out>. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ray.
0: LA or New yeah. York? New York, absolutely. Alright, Lucy, Sour Patch Kids or Swedish Fish?
3: <laughs> Neither. I hate them both.
0: <laughs> oh man. All right. Ray, scale of one to ten. How good are you at trivia? Uh one. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy, Super Mario Brothers or Zelda?
3: Zelda.
0: <laughs> Ray, Ooh. if Tupac appeared before you right now, what's the first thing you would ask him?
6: Uh, where's Biggie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. Lucy, Biggie.
0: what temperature do you like at the thermostat at? Uh, 70. All right, Ray, do you yep. own a bicycle?
6: Uh, do I own a bicycle? Uh, no, I do not actually.
0: <laughs> Lucy. Do you find uh, handlebar mustaches to be handsome?
6: <laughs> no. <laughs> All
0: right, Ray. What is wind?
1: <laughs>
6: wind is, uh, wow. Um, you're getting complicated on me here. Wind, 10 seconds. Wind. Okay, wind, wind, wind is uh, nature's breath. Nature's breath. Nature's, nature's breath. breath.
0: Good answer, good answer. I like that. Mm -hmm. Great answer. I think we should do this like um, Family Feud and be like, "Good answer, good answer." (laughs) Please (laughs) do. I want to hear
6: the dings. Yeah. Regardless, (laughs)
0: regardless of how bad the answer is, the rest of the family just has to be like, "Good answer, good answer." All right, Lucy. What animal adds more joy to the world, squirrels or llamas? (laughs)
3: Llamas. Have you seen their hairstyles?
0: You you are absolutely correct. (laughs) Ray, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you enjoy garlic?
6: Uh, I would have to say a seven, probably. Yep, seven for sure.
0: All right, Lucy, yeah. who inspires you?
6: Uh, Commander Connor Johns.
3: <laughs> um, uh, my students. Actually. Students, all right, That's a cool. Good call.
0: Yeah. Ray, if you could Very push easy. a button and make everyone in the world 7% happier, but it would also place a worldwide ban on all hairstyling products, would you push it?
6: Uh, considering I have no hair, <laughs> I definitely would push it. Definitely would push it. Well, Good there thing. goes
4: my career. Right. <laughs> right. Thanks, Ray.
0: Hey, you're welcome, Lucy. If there was a hair in your soup at a restaurant, would you return it? The soup, not the hair.
3: Yes. Oh, so much. Yes. Oh, you have
0: no idea how true that is. <laughs> would, you, would you return the hair?
3: Uh, I missed. It's a package deal. It's all or nothing. Deal.
0: <laughs> all right, Ray. What's the most boring thing ever?
6: Uh, Oh, dry spaghetti noodles. Mm. (laughs) Lucy,
0: tell me, what do you like to do on weekends in a valley girl voice?
3: Like, I like to sleep in and then maybe just, like, look at myself in the mirror and kind of contemplate, like, today, am I, like, fabulous? Or is my today just kind of, like, subpar and I need to, like, go and get that fixed?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Very good. Very wow. good. All right, three left. <laughs> Ray, that was way too What size bed two.
6: do you prefer? King. Got to have a king.
0: All right, Lucy, your last question.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What's your middle name? Elizabeth. And Ray, how do you feel about cranberries?
6: Cranberries. Wow. Um, cranberries. I, I. They're tart. They're sweet, and they are perfect on meat.
0: That rhymed, and that was a wonderful conclusion oh, yeah. to wow. our 20 questions. Thank you. Congratulations, <laughs> so you guys Thank passed you. The, the GOAT. Wow, that was, that was scary. Ooh, right. a Thank little,
3: little alarming <laughs> there.
0: All right, yep. All right. Yep. and um, it turns out that, uh, Ray, you are perfectly predisposed to be a uh, middle school oh, volleyball boy. coach. And oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and Lucy, you are going to be a fireman, woman, yep. person.
6: How fitting. All right. All right.
0: Congratulations.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Coach. Okay. So,
6: um,
0: yeah, well, thank you for joining us. Uh, you know what? Let's start this out. I would love to hear a little bit more about what exactly Fallout 5.0 is. Let's just start there because I know some of our audience might not be aware of what you guys are doing, right. and surprisingly like enough. So, yes. so, in order to explain this uh, concisely, because otherwise the show could go on forever, because I'm sure sure the five of us could chat for like three hours. Um, right. Like, if you could sum up. Fallout five, five zero in like a tweet. What would it be?
6: Um, I would say we are content creators that use game mechanics uh, from Fallout seventy six and uh, end game role play as a community to create stories, and through those stories, we develop. Um, lore videos which drive the narrative of the overall community so we have a story arc and our community members role play that during their gameplay and then any interesting gameplay that we find we use that as the driver to move our storylines forward
0: gotcha um, so so yeah. what exactly is the fallout Five O then
6: uh the original idea behind it was literally it was Basically a joke. We um, just we found the responder uniforms, kind of you know, right after we left the vault and finished that quest. And we all, there was about five of us at the time, and we put the uniforms on and we just said uh, we're we're a bunch of cops. Let's go ahead and take some pictures. And then I happened to be listening to uh, something on the radio and I heard the Hawaii Five O theme song come on, and I just kind of laughed and said, "Look, we're the um, the Fallout Five and that's the initial start as in terms of the name of it. Um, that's great. But the, yeah. So with the five Oh being that we are the police, we've kind of, the fallout is more of a, of an The five O new responders is really what we, we tag ourselves as.
0: Right. I love, I love the, um, pictures on, uh, I've been on your Facebook page and you've got the pictures oh. of everybody lined up in their cop outfits.
6: Yeah. Yeah. We
0: just on and stuff,
6: but yeah, the outfits, um, just provided visual, uh, uniformity that, looks really good when everybody's in the game at the same time so um that's kind of why we chose that route
0: yeah this reminds me of a time uh back when the game rust was very new and my friends and i would Mm. play and we would run around trying to police the uh that was kind of a wasteland in there too uh but we would roll up on people and ask them if they had like uh you know the right licenses and things for their the proper right and right stuff, and of course they'd shoot us in the face. But
6: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> knowing Rust, yeah, you got to do that. Take that. Yeah, um, you know, don't let me monopolize the convo, uh, Lucy. But that that was our original intent. Um, I think before we understood what the PvP mechanics were of the game, and approaching it more from a role playing standpoint we thought that would be a great idea and we did start off that way and in fact we're we're very militaristic in the sense of trying to combat griefers and all the things that were initially happening in the game um you know until we fully understood what we feel and this may rattle some chains but as a broken pvp system um and uh, I could go into details of uh, you know, and, and we'll save that yeah. if you have any questions. Yeah, yeah. But,
0: I, I think I think what you're means, referring yeah. to is kind of well understood by the community. Right, right, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so our so. Shift,
3: yeah, our shift became role playing strictly at that point once we kind of, kind of steered away from that original concept. And mm-hmm. it became a, a situation where we were in game, I would say 90% of the time in character responding to um, events. Or situations, or quests, all in character, and then those moments we started to capture and develop uh, storylines, quest ideas, storylines, plots for our community. Our first of all, our Five O community, like uh, the Trial of the Warlord, where a series of events would dictate the actual path of of, of the war for the Five O, and so it became less. It became less, and eventually gone away. This, this concept of from the wasteland to let's create stories and lore and um, essentially choose your own adventures based off of the outcomes of, of events for our community. And then now it's okay, but let's go even bigger and take it to the larger community. And so when people see us in game, we're all in character, and sometimes it's really well received, and sometimes it really confuses people, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: and you can have really amazing yeah, yeah.
3: results. And and um, but uh, and it, and it is really been an interesting kind of social experiment too to see how people react. And it's interesting when you have people who aren't RP to to come across us and as we role play and do our characters and say our things, they start to actually fall in with us and, and do it as well. It's just right. really interesting.
6: That, yeah we find up. go
2: ahead, sorry. Uh, I was gonna say
0: that's that's a lot of fun. Um, some of us have similar experiences in our own ways, but not so much with a, a big group like you guys. I've built out. I know when I was playing and streaming a little bit, I would I would I created a character named Derek, who was generally very naive wow. and trusting of people, and people didn't know what to do with that.
6: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we've we've kind of found um, interestingly enough, they're just many adults that we encounter that really love the idea of role playing the character they've created. Um, I think the funny thing is is coming across people that have never done it before, and, um, you know, hearing them kind of morph into their character and they start to change their voice a little bit or their mannerisms, and, um, you know, that whole adaption process is is really neat to watch, and uh, I think gives, gives particularly adults that play the game a, a, a way to creatively outlet, you know, in ways they probably wouldn't normally do, and that's, um, you know, something I've found personally with the game. So it's have you gonna, found,
5: like, any outlandish responses to some of your interactions within the game when you're in character? Because I would imagine that there would be some responses that don't necessarily oh, yeah. get it and aren't with it and have something weird to say.
6: Oh, yeah. You want to give an example, loose and then I'll oh, give right. one that I... Uh... <laughs> um, uh,
3: I think, uh, for me, some of the most memorable ones are when um, we have, uh, we're have we doing it at an event like a, an RP event and um, somebody would kind of roll up onto us and like, what's going on? Because there'd be like 10, 15 of us standing around doing things. And we're all doing it in character. And in particular, um, <laughs> when we were doing the uh, the funeral for one of our characters, she she perma-killed perm- her character through a series of choices. And we had people watching us do the funeral it was kind of weird i could see them in the distance and they were just standing there <laughs> yeah, and, and you know we're giving these these eulogies and speeches and we're all standing in uniform and and then we do like the 21 gun salute and they're just yeah. sort of in the background watching it but what was crazy yeah. is they waited they waited until we were done and then they watched an orbit strike
6: so, right it was um <laughs> it was funny because right. we had people write in on our youtube that i was there you know we were there and or, you know, things like that. And it was, it was kind of cool just to, to see. That's probably one of the positive, you know, um, <coughs> reactions. Um, I'll just point out a couple of negatives because there's definitely a lot of negatives. Um, you got to understand, we, we play cops, in essence. And so the, right away, you already have that that connotation, whether you are pro cop or not. Big mm-hmm. um,
0: pig, yeah.
6: I would say, yeah, I would say the first few months was when there was a lot of, cop stuff going on in the news Mm -hmm. and so people you know were anti-cop and so we would roll up and um it would immediately start and i can remember being at fight club not not fight club people that run the fight club but being there and we would roll up you know four or five people just because of the server size and you know you're cops in a fight club and it just was asking for (laughs) asking for problems so yeah you know it's it's definitely uh was negative uh, but it's become a more positive thing i think as um you know people recognize but uh probably one of the funnier ones was we rolled up on a wanted character and one of the things that we do is we <laughs> we relieve wanted of their
1: bounties <laughs> and
6: really? we yeah we you know we relieve them and we we stand over their bag and we allow them to come back and we protect it and they can take their stuff and we we get rid of their bounty for them and we show up on the one guy, and he's got a whole base build out and guns and turrets, and we roll up fully in character and we're frog hopping from tree to tree and giving cover and, and talking the whole way. Trying to be uh, sneaky talking. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. You know, oh yeah <laughs> t- with, relatively speaking. But we get up there where his location is. He's obviously popped a stealth boy at that point and we're saying we're we all gather around we're like okay well where did he go and he says i'm right behind you and we're (laughs) like holy yeah so you know we turn around and, and there he is at four he didn't come at us but it was just kind of funny to watch him um you know kind of role play it back uh in that sense but yeah i would say overall the generally speaking in the first few months it was pretty negative but it's been positive it's been positive overall i remember awesome. when
5: i first started playing uh, halo on the pc there was a cops and robbers mode and mm-hmm. i didn't know what that was and turns out it was a community of people that designated the blue team was the cops and the red team was the robbers robbers right. and then they don't kill you they just like escort you to jail <laughs> and yeah. that's like an understood rule And I didn't understand that And I had to learn pretty quick That it's like Then everyone gets met The robbers and the cops They're like, hey dude, come on
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Follow the rules <laughs>
6: robber. Yeah, you, know, these are, you walk into rules You don't even know about Right, right. exactly Yeah So
0: l- let's get into some of your background I- I'd love to hear How long you guys have been Fallout um, mm-hmm. You know, when did you start? What games did you start with?
6: Uh, Loose, go ahead
3: uh, I started with three I did not play one and two. Uh, I yeah, knew about I, them, but I did not play them.
6: Yeah, I started with two. Um, I guess that was what ninety eight, um, towards the end of college. Yeah, so I started <laughs> yeah, there.
0: Back. Okay, yeah, you and I are yeah.
6: we <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just d- dated myself a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, that that to me was just I, I love apocalyptic, atomic. Everything, destruction, wasteland, and that was just such a, a great experience. It, that's the bug hit me then.
3: I loved three. I loved it that it was like in our backyard and uh, just mm-hmm. the, the story that was in there. And it's so, so different than <clears throat> uh, other games that I had played. Uh, I'd never really played a, a post apocalyptic sort of game of an RPG sort. And it was just different and fun. Yeah, but I think
5: and- you play it more when. It's like about your backyard. I understand that completely. Yeah. <laughs> for
0: for yeah. our listeners, explain what, what is your backyard? Well, you we, live,
3: the- uh, we live right outside of D.C. So all, all those places in three were like, hey, we've been there. And, you know, and oh, right. we're 45 minutes from Festa. Uh,
6: <laughs> yeah, it's like yes. I said, we, Great. yeah, Arlington Cemetery, you know, the Falls Church Metro station that was in three. I was, wow, you know, that's literally. And it, you know it was very similar in location, so yeah, that that to me really spoke, um, you know, from a locational game, where it was like you really could identify certain landmarks. You know, everything's changed a little bit, but to to do that in a game, I I, I don't know that I had ever really seen that happen, up you know up at that point where you could visit a location and actually relate to it. Um, so yeah, that that really was the bug that caught me.
4: That's like me with Fallout 4 in the Boston area. I'm like, oh, oh it's yeah. Daniel Hall. And
6: right, yeah. yeah I, I always think of that.
0: With uh, 76.
5: Yeah, yeah. from mm-hmm. the Charles yeah. West Virginia perspective. Man, I'm the only one who's in yeah. my neighborhood. They need yeah. to do a Fallout <laughs> Florida. You need you to uh, go to Vegas more, Tom. That's what you need to do.
6: Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you go. To Vegas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas. Oh, God. That's where we all meet, then. Vegas. Yeah. Let's yes. go to Vegas. Vegas. Yeah.
4: Top of the stratosphere looking for Mr. House.
6: Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite side quests is the Vegas. Uh, you know, I love the nothing but a hound dog quest yeah, on the side yeah. with you know, Elvis. So mm-hmm. it's great.
0: So the the original Fallout games all the way up to before 76 are all single player, of course. Um, mm-hmm. 76 is a multiplayer. It uh, verges on the edge of MMO. Do you guys have any uh, MMO experience?
6: I'll definitely defer to Luce on that
3: one. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So I think it goes all the way back to um, EverQuest. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I started like, through that and various other ones. I ran a guild, an uh, RP guild on Midgard, um and not Alliance Ford for uh, World mm-hmm. quite some time. Um, but yeah, so the, the MMO aspect would be definitely uh, on me.
0: Now, did you guys play MMOs together at all? Or, uh, you know, Ray, did you not play MMOs? Or did you play other games together? Like, what? what is your...
6: Yeah, um, I, I had not engaged... I, I love the idea of them, um, the whole idea of the community and this, you know, the grinding and just kind of really getting the gear. But whenever I sit down to play them, I honestly just, I fall asleep. I don't know what it is about it. Um, that... Changed though, when uh, I started getting involved in a communal kind of MMO, although it, which is what I you know consider seventy six at this point. But yeah, no, I, w- I wasn't an MMO player. I was more like a Dark Souls. Uh, that was that was my love and passion yeah. for quite a while. Yeah. So yeah,
3: and we also played a lot of like together. We played a lot of um, first person shooters, like the, the yeah, iterations yeah. of Battlefield. We were in that together um, for quite a yeah. you guys, you guys
0: sound a lot like me and my wife. Um, yeah, she, we have, she got real big into uh, World of Warcraft and I always dabbled in it a little bit and then mm-hmm. you know we would play games like Battlefield together and stuff like that.
6: Oh yeah that's definitely us Destiny, Battlefield mm-hmm, Destiny. Yeah. We, we had a small little core group of, of uh, college friends that we still played with those first person shooters kind of things but um, yeah our first kind of g- group or you know together guild experience was in uh, and, and Battlefield actually we created a a, uh, a group called the OTD, the Older Than Dirt. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a great name. Yeah, no, you know, it, I, I don't even know that it started off older than dirt. We just needed something to put in with OTD. I don't know why it even was OTD, but that was the first time we created a website-based community um, where we we tried to do a an interactive. You know, not only do you play the game in the game itself, but you can also kind of engage the game from the outside and that was for me that was the, the aha moment when it came to community building um, so, was doing that
0: Yeah. so you've got the community building you've got the playing games together you got the fallout where mm-hmm. did the role playing come in was that a 76 only thing or were you guys doing role playing in other games a little bit before that Yeah. I would,
3: role play, yeah, I would role play in all my like in Everwest and um, and uh uh, World of Warcraft, and then I, I would do it actually through um, the text based RP, uh, either through fan writing or through I don't I don't remember the name of it, but it was on AOL. it was a text based, it's like Dragon something or rather I don't even remember. But um, so <laughs> yeah. the the so I've been doing it ever since I can. Like, let I, me let I, me
6: give you an <laughs> example. She, she she stunts herself. We're oh, at the no. beach. Uh, she played a priestess or someone that could yeah, marry priestess. folks on World of Warcraft. We literally had to come off of the beach so that she could perform a marriage. So, <laughs> nice. If that gives you any kind of idea of her RP passion, that, that's it right there. We all kind of looked at her dumbfounded like, you got to go because you got to marry people in a game <laughs> you know so
0: you charge for um, that service though right
6: oh
3: you know <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely <laughs> yeah.
6: right i was like yeah that that was me i was like is, is that a chargeable thing can we do that no.
0: i need mean, like um, half a million gold in
6: just like <laughs> right, 30 exactly. minutes Come on. right right yeah for me it was never uh the, the most I would role play is um, you know I would create a character and I would just kind of play the game solo like like Dark Souls I would say okay this is uh, He-Man you know or this is my Skeletor build and then I but you know never 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 like we do now where we're actually rolling up in character and I'm changing my voice and you know um, yeah now for me it was never like that so she's definitely the RP and the experienced one when it comes to that.
0: Nice. So, yep. when it comes to uh, creating your content and setting up situations and and doing that kind of thing, is there is there like pre planning? Is there like mm. a writing process? Uh, are you drawing inspiration from places? How does that work?
6: Yeah, um, I would have to say the I, I want to say it's some amazing um, you know pre thought out technical thing, but I think one of the things we've tried to do is unscript everything that we do and use the game and the events that are happening in the game to drive the story. So, it's a lot easier to write the story that we have going once I've seen it happening than it is to say, okay, we need to make this happen. So,
0: so you kind of um, improv it
6: first. Yeah, it, it's it's almost like we create kind of a skeleton situation and then we say, okay, let's color it in with what we're doing in the game. So, um, the, our most notable example is the Trial of the Warlord. And, yes. Um, yeah. So basically I, I went into the social media and I just advertised and I, you know, we made a little quirky. Uh, I will have to say that the Chad podcast gave me the, the inspiration to do this kind of, you know, um you know wasteland does we you know we're in search of a raider group you know we did this whole little voice a and, thousand
3: voices. yeah
6: you know i had a little 1950s tv program in the background so we you know we we advertised for a raider group you know we just said we need a raider group that that role play and um you know if you're that group then we want to work with you um you know we don't want griefers we want people that really own the role of raiders and so uh once we had them in play that was the vultures raider gang um we said okay well now what do we do and um so we knew we need have the antagonist we had the antagonist and then we said let's just have a fight and so we had battle of the big bend which is one of our videos and um the outcome of that video we filmed it and it was all you know kind of really really chaotic and but we did get footage you know stream the footage and um the ending of the event uh we had beaten the Raider gang, we had set criteria so we knew who won or lost. It wasn't just a constant battle back and forth. But anyway, long story short, the the result of that battle gave us the fuel to write how we got to that point. So, you know, we said, okay, well, we went in, they, you know, we used the mechanics of the game. If you walk through a big bend, you can see dead responders everywhere. So we said, okay, so the Raiders showed up here, they killed the responders. We're looking for MODIS, where we we came to Big Ben to find Modus, but we see all of our dead responders, so we need to respond. And next thing you know, we're having a battle in there, and then the end result dictates the story from that point moving really forward. Cool. So, and that's how a lot of it goes,
3: actually. The yeah. the whole concept of whatever happens in the game then gets drives full, the narrative. Full treatment yeah. of narrative, yeah. Um, when we're yeah. trying to, to, to write the the Bard of war, and so that's what it really is unscripted. The the fights are—we don't know who's going to win. The RP situations—we don't know how other people are going to react. Like the whole situation right. with the uh, with one of our members deciding to, in, in a serious moment, you know, allow her character to be killed. I mean that, but now it's driven a whole other aspect of, of the community and, and the lore for the um, for the FIBO and and they're reacting right. to it, and it's just been really interesting. Like I said, to to have that unscripted. Mm -hmm. you know
5: fallout from what happens next i did a role play before with um uh, metal gear uh, with the last Mm -hmm. game that they have and i played a um i led the group of essentially the bad guys Mm -hmm. and so that was really fun like amping up that that language and being on forums and and going back and forth between the groups i found that the best parts were when it wasn't like it wasn't like scripted like um like the outcome wasn't scripted but just setting right. up the initial the scenario right right
6: yeah that's, everyone involved is great yeah it's uh you know it, it it takes the game to a level that you're not even playing the game anymore literally just log. it's a, what what is that movie uh player one or whatever you know where the they yeah it, it, that's what it feels like i mean i i log into that world and i i have no no agenda, I just walk in and I just start talking to people and next thing you know, you know, we're like wow, this needs to be on film or this needs to be part of our narrative. Um, You know, the game just pretty much gives you all these tools and, you know, from notes and letters and um, the RAL equation, which we're working on right now, uh, the entire story developed just from finding random notes in the game and tying together all of the pieces. You know, so and it has nothing to do with what the notes were about, but we use the names, we create story based upon that. You know, we we know we have MODIS in the world. Um, so yeah, you know, the Fallout seventy six in particular really just drops you in and says make tell something, story. Yeah. You know, tell, tell a, story. a story. And that's that's kinda what we felt, um you know. So yeah.
0: I love the idea of building something from uh, the established, so you're kind of doing this on two levels. You're taking a game that they created and building something on top of the game. But from a story right. aspect, you're taking the foundation. And I like the analogy you have of like taking the lines and then filling in almost right. like a paint by number kind of thing. Like the outlines are there. And you guys right. are using that as an opportunity to fill in your own story within the kinds of framework and story that are already-, already exist in the game.
6: Yeah, exactly. And I think. Um- the more you know about Fallout 2, you can start to marry in the other games. So, you know, there's no synth in the world right now, but we are working on, you know, the precursor to the synth. I mean, 200 years before they're introduced, we already have quest lines now that we're developing that are kind of like the formula. This is how we got to the synth, you know, portion of the game. Even though it may have no, you know logical connection at the end. It still is interesting just to play around with what ifs, you know, and, you know, West Tech and all these organizations, you know, if you dig deeper and create the the narrative that they are actually, we're working on things before the bombs fell, you know, you have the, the opening of Fallout 4 where, you know, they're obviously running experiments with the vault, um, you know, so just this whole sinister subset that you really never get any true understanding what they're doing, but it's great fuel for stories, you know?
0: Yeah. And and you mentioned stories. Um, so you guys have, uh, I guess you've created the first player scripted quest
6: that anyone can do.
0: Explain to our audience what that's all about.
6: Yeah. So basically going back to our philosophy of wanting to, and this goes back to my talk about battlefield, wanting to bring, the game out of the game so that people you know with with a lot of, I mean, we all have passion for the for the fallout universe was to create something that would allow players to engage the game from the outside as well as play it on the inside and so if i had to quickly summarize what our player quest is it is basically a choose your own adventure uh, dnd quest where you have to play the game and make it to certain points in the game in order to unlock more of the lore videos so, you know, we start off with one lore video that sets up the quest and then in order to unlock the next video, you have to get into the game under certain criteria, finish that portion, enter what you find at the end of the, the little quest into the website and it unlocks the next quest video.
1: Oh so, man, that's awesome. So yeah, you're basically... So well yeah, done.
6: It's like a storybook where you're unlocking the pages and... Um, but in order to unlock the pages you do have to play the game. So, you know, you don't you can't just click buttons and watch the videos. You have to go into the game and and quest and we usually do it with non-legendary weapons and armor so that it actually you you struggle, you know, you have to go through this game without all that advanced equipment and it brings back the need to create, build equipment, upgrade your armor, you know. So, we we wanted basically the nuclear winter feel Uh, but in a, in a, in a world where we could go anywhere. So nuclear winter, you're limited to certain maps or whatever. Um, but in, you know, with our quests, you, you get rid of all your grindable legendary loot and you just go through it naked and afraid basically. Um, and whatever you find you use and, uh, whatever you can upgrade with your plans, you know, you have to use all those skills again, which, um, you know, I think as you get higher level, you just kind of rely on all the the drops and the legendary gear to get you through. But try, you know, fight a scorch beast with a, you know, a standard hand lever action, you know, and <laughs> you're burning through ammo, you need help, you need, yeah, you, you need friends, and we, and, right. you know, Lucy can speak, she she actually has played the quest, I kind of developed the quest, she's played it, um, and it's become a multiplayer kind of experience, I'll let you talk about that for a second, Luz. Yeah,
3: um, so I... So I play two different actual characters in the in the Five O, and I've run the quest with my um, fire breather character Grace, and I've done it in character with um, a couple different groups and uh, of other Five um, O people, and some people decided to tag along. And it's really interesting because you have to walk everywhere, and so how do you fill the time walking, you know, from the top of the map to the bottom of the map kind of deal? Well, you start to you start to ask questions about each other, you start to get to know each other. So one way it helps to promote that kind of thought process behind what is the story behind your character and why are they here where do they come from what stories do they bring Uh, but also you have to talk strategy we get to a a fisher site and we're like it's just the two of us this time and I think I'm just gonna walk around that and so you know trying to figure out how to avoid certain situations uh, because the path that you know you take is important if you happen to choose the wrong path to get to from point A to point B it's, it's a world of hurt. Um, and also what's interesting is when you unlock those lore videos, as you're watching them, um, I'm, there, there are dialogue options that you can actually click. And it, it gives you a different video depending on what you click. So when I enter a code and the person that's going with me or entering a code and we're watching the videos separately, we might not be seeing, this, seeing the same thing exactly. And so when we finish watching the lore videos, we come back, we're both coming back with pieces of information that the other one might not have, and like, well, oh, I, awesome. you know, I learned this, and you know, so it's kind of a neat feature. Um, he Ray undersells himself in this regard. Uh, his so his storyboarding when he's creating these is lots of lots of color coding, and and it, it really does look like a choose your own adventure, and trying to keep track of what what video leads to what video, which leads to this next video. Um, yes. But it's it's a it's a lot of fun, and it, and it you can do it by yourself. And we've had people in the community run it by themselves, and it's interesting. They report back in kind of an in character fashion, almost like a journaling aspect, which was really cool to see because that's not something that anybody's done before. And other times they they run it with um, somebody else or, or a group of people, and they're just like, oh, we just told stories, we just kind of chatted about you know the world around us. We walked from this point to this point, you know
6: yeah we wanted to create something that made people not made but you know encourage people to to really role play when they were together as a group but then if they weren't um you know that uh gave them the opportunity to kind of experience the game exactly the same way you know so one of the locales is beckwith farm and people may not even know what beckwith farm is but we try to take people to areas that are really mundane and obscure and then create something out of that location to give them a story, you know? Um, so
4: there are so many fascinating unmarked locations that still to this day, I'll just stumble upon something I never noticed before, which if you fast travel around, uh, you focus on kind of the marked locations, you miss a lot of really cool places.
6: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That, that, that was something that, you know, um, for this game really, you, you hit the nail on the head there, Ken, is that, you know, once you get to fast travel, you lose you lose the immersiveness. I think you know. Yeah, you do. I mean, we call it taking the train, you and know, we, try but, we, you you know, try we try to avoid it. Yeah, try to avoid it. Try to avoid it,
3: but in a pinch, we're like, we're getting on the train. I yeah, think it worked know,
5: well when it was originally in that uh, survival mode where you could only
6: travel to train stations. Right, yeah, right. It, yeah. yeah, that was yeah, that was a good point. Yep, yeah. yeah. So to touch on the um, the dialogue the the dialogue options now. Um, we've been opening up the first phase of this raw equation quest is mostly just a singular driven narrative. Um, but as you work through the quest, it's almost like our version of DLC or we're adding another chapter to the story and that, that, that's where we decided to open up dialogue options. And so we literally have dialogue options now that will take players away from other players, and they will never experience the same thing unless they go back through the quest and choose the other options. So, those videos will not unlock unless they have the proper code. And if they choose, you know, one dialogue option, it won't go back. So, um, you know, it kind of gives you a multiple playthrough effect as well. Um,
0: yeah, this is this is a very much a uh, what you've created is kind of a multiplayer choose your adventure meta game on top of a game right, of yeah.
2: Yeah, that, <laughs> and a G. That's what
6: it that's what it feels like because it's do like guys, a spider web yeah.
0: do you guys remember
4: like, way back in the day they used to have the VHS parties like Clue Yes, you would yes, to- yes it's yes, kind yeah. of like that in a video game format where yeah. you're kind of playing through and then there's like a right. tie into an entertainment medium
6: yeah yeah like fast mm-hmm. forward to minute yeah. 10 and then you watch yeah that's what you get yeah and i i think you you hit the nail on the head it, it's you know i grew up in the age of you know choose your own adventure books you know flip to yep. page 10 you know and that's that was kind of the initial idea behind it was you know how, how can we you know make something that you know requires people to do something a little different um and they
0: always cheat on those I'm trying to find
3: the yeah. J- j- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And exactly. the
6: story That's why we made it so you can't go <laughs> back now. <laughs> that, that was the hardest mechanic to overcome. With, you know, how do, how do we make sure that people get to point A to point B and and do the things that are required? And so there is some interaction involved as to send pictures to HQ. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you know, so we are HQ. You know, either via Facebook or Twitter, and they send us a private DM. They have to take their picture in front of a certain object or to let us know that they're progressing. You know.
0: Oh, so it's, um, so you guys manually respond to them. This isn't even automated. Are, it's not like, it's, of, it's yeah. not like read the third Sorry. word on the letter you find at the end well, of no, the quest. And-
1: some
6: are, some are like that. I, mean, I would say I would okay. say the majority is like that. But we also have these moments where we want, we want to engage the people while they are questing as the five Oh. So, you know, they'll take their picture and they'll send it and they'll get a message that says, you know, we're now processing your, um, what is it that we're, yeah, you know, you know we're, we're processing your evidence? Uh, please wait for confirmation. And you know, if I happen to be asleep that night, then they won't get confirmation for 24 hours or whatever the you case sleep may for be. For a you know. very
0: long time, I think. right? <laughs> you know, so we're
6: like we, four we hours. Multi- <laughs> there's there's multiple there's multiple admin that can send it out earlier. But you know, literally, we want like people to, you know, they don't all of a sudden they have to come to a stop. And it's like, what do I do with this downtime? For instance, you know, do I, you know continue on do I repair my equipment or whatever the case may be but um, we, we wanted it to be that immersive and interactive and um, so that you know you're not just going off and never you know really experiencing people but, but you know occasionally you touch base with HQ and we have some big ideas that I mean I'm starting to launch them a little bit right now we just did our first requisition request where we're actually going to you know, give little mini quests. We call them weeklies. That people, they're yeah, yeah. No worries. I know it chokes me up too. Um, it
3: uh, uh, I was taking a yeah, drink.
6: Yeah, yeah. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> and then I breathed. It. That, that,
3: that Mr. dirty water. Hit the paddles. of hey, yeah, my... Oh, oh man, <laughs>
6: that's uh, wow. Geez. That's, that's funny. dirty water I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never drink the dirty water. You're oh, right. Oh man. You guys ever you're do a drink a drink, drink
0: and then all of a sudden it like goes. Oh down yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. God. Chewing, the, <laughs> chewing the can of coffee.
6: <laughs> right. So, yeah. Go on. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. I don't. I, I could go forever. But anyway, yeah. So now, now we have these weeklies. um that we're starting to develop, which are much quicker little interactive videos that uh, will have people going out and running volunteer. You know, the volunteers were people that helped the responders that that weren't actual responders. Um, So we know the greater community now, not just the 5.0, but, um, you know, people can click on our weeklies on our website and they get their little video and they get the information they need and what we need and then they bring it back to us. They get a reward. Um, And what we do is we drop the hq or the 50 hq into the game world and then they can come in and turn in their quest to live people but everybody that's going to be there is going to be an npc character and depending on who you talk to you might get a code to the website that will allow you to unlock another quest so if you're not running the weeklies and or you're not turning in or talking to the right person you might miss out on a quest so the idea is you know to to start engaging the, you know, the, the community as well in real life and not just through videos.
0: Wow. So, that's a, that's a big commitment.
6: It is. I think, um, you know, I, I, I'm self-employed, so it helps me to be able to, you know, I have a lot of extra time here and there when needed. I mean, I also have three, we, we have three kids and, um, but what I have found from it is a legitimate passion, uh, for this video making and lore creation that I think I've had since I was a kid. I mean, what kid didn't want to make video games, you know, um, but never really had the opportunity. So this is kind of an outlet personally for me that, um, it actually is a stress reliever. It's something I love to do in my free time. And I would do it even if there was nobody responding to it. You know, I just, it's just fun, you know? Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. The business, the businessman in me, is like, well, have you considered charging for it? But I, <laughs> I have a feeling <laughs> yeah. that that might kill the, uh, some yeah, of the no,
6: fun that, you're having with it. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever, yeah, that's nothing, it's never crossed, uh, you know, it's never crossed my mind. Um, one, I just don't think licensing-wise, uh, we could get away with that. You <laughs> be like, hey guys, <laughs> sign up for the service, no. we'll use the Bethesda the software <laughs> to create and make some, but no, I think, um, you know, it's, it's just fun. You know, when, uh, when, you know, you get to be in your 40s and you have three kids and you know your friendship base is still there but you don't interact and you have this online community and um you know it just gives you gives you something to do and it's fun and you know if i ever <laughs> grow tired of it i'll
3: just <laughs> and for turn me, it that, off yeah. the writing has been because yes. i do a lot of the the detail yeah, yeah. detail story writing that you'll see on the on the facebook or, or elsewhere and so for me it's been um just a great way to tap into the, the side of me i mean i, I I feel like I'm probably a writer at heart. It's not my profession. Technically. Uh,
4: Are you but... kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> what? Lucy is <laughs> being overly humble here. And I'm going to yeah, praise this for a minute. She is a remarkable writer. And if you follow the group or even in, in some of the, uh, the follow role players uh, group on Facebook, she'll share her stories in there. And they're really well-written, fantastic reads with, compelling characters and a really well-written narrative that that keeps you reading.
3: So thank you. Yeah, that's the uh, skull tells a story where somebody sends me a, just a picture, any picture in game with as much or as little context behind the picture. And then the challenge is to write like a little, a little story that is captured by that picture. Um, so I do Mm -hmm. that. And then I do, I do a lot of the, the detailed, like I said, detailed lore writing events that happen, um, like right now, there's there's an ongoing one that I co-wrote with the the player of the Le- of the world of vultures, and it's just an interaction between our, our two characters because you can't really do some of this stuff in game one time zones. Two, we uh, just don't have kind of that that level of time to commit to sort of detail work. And so for me, writing uh, these stories or these interactions or um, just just chapters, writing the chapters of of the the, the Fallout 50 and kind of our our war stories as they pertain to everybody else, for me has been just a, a kind of a great uh, catharsis in terms of creativity and stress relief. And I just I enjoy it. I, I love to write. I love to tell stories. I mean that's why my nickname is the Scald. I, I just I love stories. And um and well so while he does the a lot of the cinema work and a lot of the kind of the the, the big overarching picture work it's usually I'll come in behind him, and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to write this one moment during that big picture. And then I'm going to explode that moment and turn it into this little mini story that, you know what, if nobody, if nobody reads it, whatever, I've done All it. Right. It's kind of one of those. I've just, I've done it. I felt really good about it. And, um, and, and for me, I think that's, that's been a, a real benefit just on a personal level.
6: Yeah. I'll say for Lucy as well. Um, she is the heart of the rp aspect the end game uh, rp aspect of the 50 she literally is like the nucleus and all <laughs> of the the players you know come to her and she really does inspire people to let themselves go a little bit and kind of you know interact at a level that's not you know adult all the time and you know (laughs) structured and yeah so that was something you know that just came on in the last six seven months um that rp side in the game which i think without that we would not have garnered as much of a following um at this point even that uh that we have you know videos are one thing but that wild you know let yourself go in the game kind of thing yeah she she really has Uh, propelled And those stories, the stories on the Facebook, I mean, if you even look at the metrics, when she posts a story, you know, that line, that bar is across the screen. And, uh, you know, so without those, I think, you know, you you lose some of the the texture of the community, um, the depth of it.
0: That that stuff is really cool. We have a group of people on our Discord who are very into fan fiction and some writers themselves who are... sorry my throat is still weird so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are uh, very much into that stuff <clears throat> but I would recommend um, definitely share uh, share your links, share any of the stories that you've been writing, any of that mm-hmm. stuff on there because I know uh, there's a number of people on there that will totally eat that stuff up. Yeah they okay. definitely would.
3: Alright nice. I'll, I'll do that I'll check into that if it works.
0: Awesome, yeah. awesome. So- I want to I want okay, to comment. Chad, that Armeen, both and both, at, at both
4: Ray and Lucy on there's uh, there's a, there's a, a private uh, role playing group with, with some of the faction leaders that I'm a part of. And it's interesting because of all of the groups that operate kind of disparately in a role playing fashion or just as a group independently. Uh, you get Dr. C.J. Martin, mm-hmm. the, the Free States, the Vultures. Um, Ray and Lucy are are kind of a keystone of that community. And in a game that the story isn't as visible or easily digestible, I think what you guys have done to bring together a community, not just within your own group, but bringing different leaders together to create these storylines and... um, Mm -hmm don't resort to maybe the lowest common denominator where just everyone is, is fighting and, and griefing one another, but actually right. bringing people together to develop something positive is remarkable. So I think the two of you have been really pivotal in that.
6: Yeah, thanks. That's, it's, um, you know, I think our, our mantra is strength through... Oh. Once, uh, strength through... Lost strength, through uh, lost strength, lost strength, strength through diplomacy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of the idea that uh, once we got done the initial phase of the game. Um, you know, we were defenders of Dr. C.J. Martin for quite a while. And just anyway, you know, long story short, the idea that the constant fighting and infighting um, between groups just, you know, just wasn't productive. It wasn't fun anymore. People were burning out. And, and um, you know, the idea of, of bringing groups together, I think, is really what the responders' role was. And I, I don't see the responders as policing the wasteland as much as trying to gather resources and and bodies and people and get them moving in the same direction. Um, but yeah, I I agree uh, with, you know, what Ken's saying, not so much that we have done that, but I think there's just, there's something about telling stories that will motivate even the, you know, heinous vultures raider gang, you know, (laughs) um, they want to tell their stories too and i think it's just it gives permission to people to do that you know i think in a a
3: positive way like right right and i think it's important to recognize having having a, a mutually respectful relationship is paramount when you know doing any of this stuff otherwise it just it just doesn't work you know
4: And it's fascinating because everyone has uh, a different background and a different opinion on Mm -hmm. what or how they would be in a survival situation, but that mutual respect is there. Even people who are legit role-playing as raiders, not wannabes who use hacked items and think they're a god of the wasteland. They actually role-play as a raider. They have a very particular way of looking at... What survival yes. would be like in a in a situation, and they're very committed to that and honest. If anything right. else, there's a level of honesty in terms of being true to how they would act that mm-hmm. dictates their actions.
5: So yeah, there's like cool. a private chat that a bunch of the role players are on that they kind of
6: collaborate with. Is that what you're coming with? Yeah, yeah. yeah I th- got you. Did you want to say anything, Ken? Just before I.
4: Yeah, that is. Yeah, I yeah. I, could, I just got invited into it.
6: Yeah. yeah, I lurk
5: yeah. in the shadows.
6: <laughs> I, I think it's funny that
5: that now we're learning about the secret Appalachian cabal that is there. Uh... <laughs> yeah,
6: there definitely there's, is another there is a there's, there's belly to the whole. Yeah, yeah no, I the it, I, I think it's
4: a cyanide pill now. I yeah, I know. Way <laughs> yeah. to go, man! Okay. What yeah. happens
6: so role want want stay. yeah. in role play chats stays in chat. role play chats. Stays in role play chats, right? Um, yeah, I think it was uh, initially just a a very uh, just a quick way. Not not everybody is comfortable joining another player's Discord, so um, you know they're they're uh, either they're had bad experiences with people in their own or whatever. So we just you know we, we needed a quick way to to interact, especially if we were going to coordinate you know filming a video or uh, something along those lines. But you know it's it's turned into an interesting Discord in of itself. It's uh, you know we talk. RP and we talk everything. Course, you we know. talk
3: stories. We talk about like just right. Like, in the game. Like, like, Ken like. and
6: I are biting our tongues. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah, just What, <laughs> about, like, what I will <laughs> say are, like, <laughs> like, beyond,
3: yeah.
6: uh, like
4: yeah. beyond the game itself, uh, one of the things that's been interesting in this game, uh, and that even translates into that chat, is people from all different backgrounds all over the world um, connect in a way that we don't always do in real life.
1: Right.
4: You know, people talk in there, they talk about what's going on in their lives, they vent. Yep. Yep. A lot of the people in the group shared some stuff that was really personal, and it's just, and that's not just that group, even in the Discord communities that I've run or groups that I've ran, it's very much like that, where Mm -hmm. there's just a level of connection uh, in this game that I haven't experienced in any others.
6: Yeah, I completely agree. That's, I, would agree. Um, I would agree. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty private person overall, but yeah, that when you drag something, you uh. definitely, there's a comfort level there that I have not experienced uh, with with any other game. You're right. I mean, this yeah. is a, a very interesting community. So,
0: Hold on. Is my mute? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah.
6: Yes. Okay, yes. for
0: some reason it shows that I'm muted even though I'm not. Uh, yeah
6: mine's <laughs> acting weird sometimes too yeah, yeah. weird
0: um, mm-hmm. so uh, to, when it comes to building the community and uh, bringing more people into this group do you guys have like a uh, like could you boil it down to some advice for anybody else who would be interested in doing something similar like what's, what's the key to creating a good group of people and bringing people together
6: um I'll say mine loose you say yours All I right. have a very I have a very simple uh Phrase that keeps me grounded when one part of me wants just to brag about the massive we have you know five thousand players whatever the case may be I always come back to quality over quantity yes. um, this community dies if we flood it with just anybody we we need committed RP players or people that are committed to to you know living kind of this little fun little. Alternate life, um, yeah. We, we we can't have a lot of people in our community and make it what it is. So you know, I have always joked around with the idea that I want no more than seventy six people actually in the community. Um, One to honor
0: seventy six. Uh, well, kind of
1: members. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a Good round <laughs> number. Yeah, you know, not it's number to
6: choose. Not so much here. Not so much here. But right,
4: the here. All voted on it. Right, right.
6: <laughs> You know, um for what we do, it's never about the numbers we're We're not out in the wasteland anymore, uh you know, needing to to flood a server of fighters and just endlessly pvPing or you know Although we boy, we, all... we
3: can flood a server
6: oh yeah, yeah, I mean, we can still do that if <laughs> if necessary um but you know, fortunately, they capped the servers at twenty four whatever it is now twenty six but yeah, uh, quality over quantity for me that's 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 where I stay, so loose. So
3: I do a lot of the um, in-game interview people who, who decide they want to like, investigate and see if they want to be a part of this. And so part of that becoming a cadet with us is um, first agreeing to, to meet in-game with myself and uh, a couple of their uh, responders. And, we, and it's done completely out of character so that I can um, <clears throat> spend some time talking to them about kind of what it really means to be a part of this group, But uh, this is the... The qualify vote, and the line that I always say is um, you're going to get out of this, uh, it's it's related to how much you put into it. You know, if you don't do anything, if you're not involved in any events, if you don't RP, if you don't even just do the most basic things, of um, the, the weekly requisitions don't kind of give back out to the community, then ri- really you're just, you're, you're just a, a, a body, you're just a name on a screen, and there's no connection. And if that's not something that somebody's interested in, if they're not interested in kind of those other aspects, why are we having this conversation? So it, it needs to so I try to kind of really instill this idea that um, it, it's a community. It's a it's a group that does things together. Sometimes just we're just running events together, and sometimes we're running these events in the larger community. And you have to kind of have a level of comfort, um, in interacting with other people, um, even our even our kind of our, our recon unit, the ones that typically go out and, and do things alone, they're very good at you know still coming back together and interacting and being their their aspects of of that individuality and that that kind of lone wolf thing. Um, and so, just spending time and talking to them also it, it helps me in general kind of to really reiterate that that that. If you're joining, if you're trying to join a group like this, an RP group that's that's dedicated in this sort of fashion, um, just to kind of kind of ride a wave, um, it's not going to be enjoyable. You know, why would you want to commit to something like that? And so, for, for people yeah. who want to create this kind of a community, um, it's also really important to foster a sense of how other members can participate. Ray and I aren't the only people who create in-game events and quests we strongly encourage all of our members whether they're a cadet or an officer to create events and we have we have individuals in the community who are regular event creators and we prompt we promote those and we're like go do this and we actually had um those survival events we dropped you in the mire naked and afraid you had to get from the mire down to, to uh, camp venture with only what you could find along the way <laughs> did you survive and you were graded we had somebody kind of watching following along almost like a boot camp instructor following along, paying attention to tactics, communication, um, all these different things. And and it's, uh, you know, that was not designed by Ray or myself. That was And um, I think that's really important, because when when members have a stake in it, then they're committed to it, you know? And, and that's really what's important. You can't buy into something unless you have some investment in it. And so kind of honoring yeah. and, and kind of really promoting that concept of like, it's not just him and I. It's not just their officer. It's like, this is everybody together. We are, you know, we have this, we're agreeing to to kind of play this lore out, and we want you guys to tell your stories, too. It's not just about us, you know, creating the only stories. Everybody has a stake in it.
6: Yeah, I think that's the thing, is we, uh, you know, content creators, that's that's who we need in our community. Yeah. Warriors, we need content creators or, or relationships with them, so...
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. To so, so let let's pull out our crystal balls. Mm-hmm. I know you brought them with you. I, Absolutely. I saw them, I saw them bulging they're in your pockets when you got right, They're in my, my backpack. It <laughs> well, it's in my backpack with like two hundred other
3: a of junk that right, I should right. be carrying around. Right.
0: <laughs> so let's let's get out our crystal balls, and yep. um, you know, kind of, I don't know, turn, hit the buttons, turn the, I don't know how you power mm. them. They're probably fusion powered or something. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I hear them whirring up right now. Okay. Um, and, and looking into them and the things that Wastelanders is going to bring and the yep. future of what's going on with your current stories and the things that you've been working on, where do right. you see things going? Is, is Wastelanders going to change it up any? Like, what's the future
6: for, for your group? Um, From my standpoint as a overarching story lore creator for the community uh i think it's gonna add just an amazing amount of possible story and content to what we're doing particularly um you know the more stories that are involved the more side route that you can travel and the more things you can do and investigate I mean, we you know we obviously don't know for sure what what these npcs are going to bring uh how detailed it's going to be um But I I can't see. I know there are there are a few other community members that I I know of that are NPCs or things like that, and they are scared to death of it. But I don't see how more content doesn't generate more content. You know, for take their jobs. uh, In in a a way, I think (laughs) you know that's yeah. You know, and what I keep trying.
0: They took our job. That NPC is a better NPC uh, than uh, I am.
6: Yeah, (laughs) what what I think they just miss out on is the fact that you know. Their NPC, meaning the person, changes minute by minute. It's never the same NPC. You know, the the Bethesda NPC is going to you know have a certain amount of things it's going to do, and then that's going to be it. Right, and, scripted.
0: Um, You're a human yeah, being. You're not scripted. I, yeah.
6: Right. I I do think for Bethesda, it is the last card they have to play to bring new members back. I think if it screws up, um, you know that's it the people that play this game are the ones that play this game and adding new folks that have never played it or that went away from it you know after it first came out i don't know that they will return but i am hopeful you know that uh it's going to bring more people and that it'll bring more stories and it i see it as as a a windfall of possibility honestly so Cool. cool yeah
0: all right, so um, I know we've kept you for a while. Uh, yeah, no
6: let's let's close
0: this up with um, if people are interested in what you're doing, and as a content creator, I don't know how people could not be interested in what you're doing because it sounds right freaking amazing. Uh, what what can they do to either join your group or go on some of these adventures on their own? Like, what's where do they start?
6: Yeah, well, from the perspective of joining the Fallout Five O. Oh, you, uh, we got, you got cut yeah. off
0: try that again your, uh, oh, your yeah. crystal ball so, was malfunctioning yeah my season, crystal
6: yeah got <laughs> those, those gerbils a little faster here okay um the uh the, the the quickest way is to go to our website and that's fallout50.com that uh
3: five is written out
6: the, yeah the five is written out so fallout50 all one word dot com um, the o is a zero so fallout
0: F-I-V-E-0. Zero.
6: zero, right. Yeah. There you go. See, that's she's the brains of the gang. <laughs> um, uh, that's the quickest way to get every social link and to immediately learn um, about us and also to engage uh, a weekly quest. So right now the weekly quest that is open can be done by anybody at any time and it is active. Um, so going to our website is the number one way to find all of our social links, then joining our social... Contact us. Um, That would be... uh, If if they're looking to get involved with... ...self, with just engaging us privately on uh, uh, Facebook or Twitter and our um, message system. And so... um, But to to just simply run Quest, they can do it right now. Site. Click on the
3: website. The joining yeah. Go to that website really like,
6: yeah. For, yeah,
3: that's, impact, um, yeah. for, for any kind of questions that that has the link to the Facebook group. Yeah, I'll make sure we page. put a
4: link to yeah. it in the show notes.
3: Um, yeah. we're, we're a page, not a group, which is a conscientious choice. Yeah. Um, and uh, they can contact us there if there's interest in, in actually meeting with us in, in game and then um, we would just handle that stuff on the, on the Messenger side of right. Facebook.
0: Yep. Very cool. Very, very mm-hmm. cool. Well, right yep. and Lucy, thank you for stumbling into our bunker.
1: Yeah,
6: right. Thank
3: you. Thank you for having us. Uh um, so like
0: shooting
6: us in the face. For <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, where, where's the quest complete box? I don't yeah, see where, it. I don't, yeah. Is this where we turn it in? Uh, all right. <laughs> I hope we, we were enjoy coming.
0: the, uh, the we'll new and the Dirty Water.
3: Right.
0: Quest Rewards. Uh,
6: yeah, exactly. Quest yeah. Rewards. And now, if you don't mind, I'm going to pull out my Quad explosive shotgun and rob you all. There we go. <laughs> Here we The Spirit
0: of 5.0. Mm-hmm. Right, really we exactly. have two bottle caps. Here you go. <laughs> there you go.
4: <laughs> I have two pounds of salt. Fire away. <laughs> uh-huh. Very salty
6: you are, Ken. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for joining right. us, guys. Yeah, we Thank appreciate you. it. We Thank appreciate you for it. having us.
0: And cut. That was awesome, awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate
6: that. Oh, thank,
3: thank you. you. It's uh Sorry, first
6: time. Sorry, my cat time. decided to knock everything yeah. off the Yeah, I now you guys a can see man, why I'm such fans a of Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez,
4: now no. now you guys can see why I'm such fans of these two.
6: Yeah, no, I guess they're uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, We appreciate you. that. <laughs> We're um, no, I, I have to say to Ken in particular, um, yeah, I've told him this before, not to blow smoke up the the man. But uh Yeah. There you go. Um Yeah, uh, watching him from the Appalachian Trading Company, I think that was the first time we got involved with him and um or with you, Ken, and that yeah. uh yeah, you had that one quest where you had the paper laid out in the monocle or whatever sitting there like it was on a desk and the way you wrote that out that I got to say, that that was one of the triggers for me. Like, wow, you know, this is what people can do in this game. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I definitely give you a little credit for that, for sure. Well, thank you. And what you're doing, yeah. So, all right. All right. <clears throat> well... Well, thanks, thanks for having us, guys. Yep. Yeah, yeah, thank you, and thank you don't, for
1: you having don't us.
2: Strangers,
0: feel free to you know pop in this Discord and say hi. And
6: absolutely, and we'll, we'll reach
0: out to you guys. And uh, you know, I've yeah. got so many things going on, but it does sound like a fun thing to jump into if I get some time.
6: Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No worries. Right. I'll just right. I'll just send you all the codes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That would be awesome. Oh, and yeah, no. um, you know, I could even link to you on the Robots Radio uh, YouTube. I've been doing some more YouTube videos and stuff. I have one oh, about awesome. Icelanders yeah. Info," so we can always share links on there too.
6: Yeah, very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Send thank anything you. away. I will do that. Awesome. Awesome. All right.
0: All right. Well, we'll let you go, yeah. and then we'll we'll finish recording the rest of the episode. So. Yeah, all
1: right. Great. Have a good one, right, you guys. Thank you. See Thank you. Bye. Thank you. You. Bye.
3: Yeah, take care.
5: I thought that that was great. I think that, like, to start off with the first episode and have such a great guest, like, from the get, that's going to be really powerful.
4: They're just the tip of the iceberg in terms of uh, the people that have been kind of operating in the background that get no recognition beyond their own circles that put in a lot, a lot of effort into creating kind of a cool experience for people.
0: Yeah, it's clearly a passion project. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, to wrap up this episode, we have kind of a soapbox segment that we are calling the Abraxo Box.
4: And now it's time for the Random Rant, sponsored by Abraxo. When it comes to tough stains such as blood, bodily fluids, or sweetened sour sauce, nothing gets out those stains like Abraxo. Now with three times the suds and industrial chemical compounds.
0: And Dave is gonna get up on the Abraxa box. In fact, Dave, you physically I mean, he just pulled one out of the closet. You don't actually have to stand. Okay, go ahead. Stand on the Abraxa box. That's cool.
4: Each week we pull a random rant out of the Abraxa box. This one comes from Salty in Saskatoon. He writes
5: Since Bethesda claims to read this, I'll be posting here. After work, I'm going to an ATM and take out 100 dollars that money will be placed into a piggy bank until io interactive releases hitman 3 at which point not only will i buy the game of endless assassination fun i'll pre-order it along with all dlc content io listens to the fans knows what they want and delivers constant free content in the form of reworked parts of levels for a new mission, gadgets, and weapons, challenges, escalations. They're upfront and honest with all their answers to questions. There have been numerous times when the devs implemented features when the community asked for it. You, Bethesda, have ended up being a djinn. Unlike I.O., You want more stash space? Sure. It will cost you a sub. You want repair kits that you can craft and have an advantage if you prepare properly? Of course. It's in the Atom store. You want player vending? It's tied to your stash. You want tents? Subscribe now. A legendary vendor? Let's have a slot machine with a limited amount of currency that you can generate so more people struggle with storage space for their legendaries. Not to mention... The pain of tracking its resets. It's like asking the djinn for one million bucks. Then he kills your dear parents. So when they read the will, you get the inheritance. Everything has to be just so painful. Just about the only thing missing is that when you add perk presets, you will put them into the membership. There have been good things also, but the bad outweighs the good so much. At this point, The camel's back is broken. End rant. I just enjoyed this rant because of the comparisons of being a djinn. It's like, all of a sudden, they pulled out, and it's like, okay, Bethesda's now a genie.
0: Oh, my gosh. I feel like this person (laughs) is not older than 17.
5: No, no, I do not think so. This is something I would write
0: like when I was like 17 and just pissed off at like the game company that was doing things because I couldn't afford it or, you know, like not not to say that some of these things aren't actual legitimate critiques. Just the way this is phrased is
5: <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, I, I, I love the idea that all of a sudden it's like half. Of, OK, first of all, he talks about <laughs> Hitman 3 for a good bit. <laughs> Right. And this is yeah. posted in the Fallout 76 sub. This is not, like, from a... This is, like, in the space for Fallout. Um, and then he goes off on his gin
0: I mean, tangent. who's
4: playing Hitman 3, honestly?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not even out yet.
2: <laughs> That's what yeah. he's saying,
0: is when it when it comes out, he's going to put all of his money into it. Right. Um, I, I, I picture this being read in a voice even more ridiculous. Something like, Everything has to be so painful! just about the only thing missing is you know like (laughs)
5: like, i like to picture it like it's in the 1700s and it's they're at the tea party and it's like john adams is giving this riveting speech and then he talks about (laughs) gins, and you're like listen just because we all watch the witcher on netflix doesn't mean that we can start pulling out all these obscure monster references
4: yeah this is uh this is quite the rant
5: So that brings me to, um, a good discussion point. What do you all think about, uh, Bethesda's fallout first membership in general? Well, Ken,
0: you've been, you've been a subscriber. You have some first person experience
5: with it.
4: I have. Um, so
5: you're part of the aristocracy. uh, I know you're part of the aristocracy. Yeah. You and your hundred bucks,
4: my, my 1299 a month. Be gone peasants. Um, uh, when I first heard about this I was kind of iffy and so I looked at it from a couple of perspectives one because I love a lot of the stuff that they were putting in the Atom store I actually ma- mathematically added up what I had spent in the Atom store and then compared that to what I would spend on a subscription uh, and on top of that right. getting the free Atoms and that alone made sense Um The other reason it made sense to me, um, from a business standpoint, it's challenging with a a limited-priced model to to suddenly roll out private servers for people to play on without having some way to kind of offset the costs of that. Um, Most people don't know that Bethesda, uh, the private servers, are run on Amazon Web Services, um, and working in marketing, I kind of know what that costs on a monthly basis. And as far as what the average person is playing to get access to those servers, you're getting it barely above cost. So it's not like uh, Bethesda is really jacking up the price to, to get you in there. I'm sure they were heavily negotiated below base rates. But my point is to be able to, to pay to get access to those servers and run your own groups, do events. Um, it made total sense to me. Um, uh, I think a lot of the outrage has died down at this point and a lot more people are getting it because the one, the survival tent is kind of fantastic. You can plop it down at a queen fight and get up off the ground if you're a heavy build and don't want to be attacked by, you know, cave crickets Did death.
5: I hadn't thought about that. That's, that's, so that's
4: super helpful. Um, I notice a lot of people plop their tents down, everyone piles on top, so that's really helpful. Um, Having the stash box as part of that at a queen fight is also helpful, so if, like me, with a bloody build, you die, I keep dumping my stuff into my stash so other players can't take it off my body. Uh, Also, while you're exploring, if you want to have a better experience and swear off fast travel, as you're exploring, be able to drop down a tent and kind of camp out, like uh, a real experience in Appalachia would be, you can do that without you know moving your camp every five minutes, so that's great. The unlimited stash box is kind of fantastic as well. Yeah, to I me, think what it a-
0: kind
5: of seemed like there was a like so it's about twelve dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year, but with that you get not only all these features but you get sixteen hundred atoms. Now, uh, your the opinion aside that maybe. Things are a little too pricey in the Atom Store, which I would agree with, for what it equates to in the value, like in your purchase price. Generally, a uh, 100 atoms is one dollar, and if you're paying twelve dollars a month for 1,600 atoms, which would be sixteen dollars plus the private server situation. I like what do you, what do they call it? Like your home server? Yeah, just I private servers. Yeah, uh, your scrap box, the tent. And some of the little extra cosmetics to me, if you're playing and investing already in the in the atom store, it seems like a like a, a deal. If you're actively doing the microtransaction.
0: some some yeah the uh, oh, go ahead. Um, if I yeah, can yeah. chime in real quick, um, I think a, a lot of people are also looking at this from the perspective of having played a game like Fallout Four, which didn't have regular online content, regular updates, the same way that this stuff has been doing. Um, but when you come at it from the MMO side, when you look at something like uh, you know a sibling product for Bethesda like Elder Scrolls Online, you pay $15 a month in order to get ESO+, Plus, and that gives you an unlimited, uh, basically, stash box for your, your gathering stuff. It gives you access to other parts of the map. It gives you crowns, which are the equivalent of money for the in-game store. It, 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 there are a lot of parallels between what you're getting and what you would be getting for something like an MMO um, to help offset the cost of running something like that on lots of servers for lots of people and and balancing out that cost. So it makes sense. It's not like it's a surprise to see a game which is basically Fallout's MMO come up with some sort of subscription model that gives you a bunch of stuff for the cost that's more than what you would have paid individually.
4: Yeah, I agree. The, the last point i guess i had when it came to it is i think at launch this game obviously ended up not being what people expected if you played it single player didn't want to talk to anybody or join a faction it would be a very lonely boring experience i think um whereas if you you run in a faction you team up with people you enjoy each other's company maybe more than the challenge of the in-game experience itself after you've completed the main quest, which is what keeps me coming back every night, is, is the people. If you have none of that, the experience was kind of lacking. From a business standpoint, Bethesda is essentially taking this entire game and redesigning it from the ground up into a more traditional experience, which is a very expensive, costly thing to do from a business standpoint. So if my twelve ninety nine can make that happen, and keep me playing and enjoying it. I have no problem with that.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, would you, would you recommend this to most people who are still regularly playing the game? I think if... With other people, that kind of thing?
4: I think if you run with a lot of people, it's not as mandatory than if you run on your own. Um, because for the most part, you can just kind of bum off other people's servers. Um especially if you're you frequently running groups you kind of may not use yours as much if everyone's in one private server
0: uh, like like right well that makes it that adds like an extra bonus yeah. too. like it only takes one friend in the friend group to want to jump in and then everyone else gets benefits yeah from one f-
5: there's also kind of a middle ground that i figured out it's I, I guess if you ever want to buy something in the Atom store and generally this like anything runs around fifteen hundred or below um, if you just get the membership just for the Atoms, not only do you get the the Atoms at a discount, which is like, what, like $4 uh, four dollar discount on yeah. Atoms, you also get the scrap box and even once you discontinue your membership, everything you put in your scrap box stays there. You can't put anything else in it, but it almost acts as like a bank, like a, a reserve for your scrap that you have. Um, so, if you are thrifty and are interested in it, but don't really, like, want to commit to that every month i think it's a good middle ground to get it every once in a while especially if you're planning on like okay you know i'm i'm traveling this month so i know that i'm going to be getting more playtime in or something like that i think it's a good way to experience some of the benefits without having to keep up
4: with. and that's a fantastic point too because there are limited time events that pop up that can be problematic to do on public servers like the Christmas event. I know on PC, it was kind of buggy. Um, and if you didn't get a tag in on the Christmas Scorched, uh, the holiday scorched, you, you lose the... You, you can't loot anything off them. So on a public server, it kind of becomes a bit of a drag. In a private server, you can kind of grind through, bring your friends in as a group, and claim those Scorched, uh, and really max out the ability to get all the plans that you want and the time that the event's going.
0: Yeah, Sounds very beneficial yeah. if, if, you're, if you're the target audience, the audience that is into the things on the store, that needs more space in a loot box, that really wants to have your own server, uh, wants to be playing with your friends in, in a very specific environment. Um, yeah, it, it seems a little, bit, a little bit ridiculous to be all up in arms about something like this when it's not something that's absolutely needed in order to enjoy the game right. in general. Yeah,
5: I don't know. I'm, I still think they're about to gins in those lamps, <laughs> like 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 the, the Christina Aguilera song, "Gin in a Bottle." A, a gin in a bottle. <laughs> I would take gin in a bottle. If they had gin in a bottle, I'd take that. <laughs> they had that in Vegas.
4: It was very expensive. <laughs> Make myself a sandwich with some gin mustard.
0: Uh. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that sounds like it's about it for this episode. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in to all of our listeners. I hope this broadcast makes it out of our little vaults. Uh, if it if it doesn't the first time, I'm, I'll I'll start working on the antenna out on the outside. Although we're gonna have to like make it look like a tree so nobody discovers this. Yeah, it'll place. be
4: important that people don't come out here and find where this is.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, we don't get any uh, surprise visitors. Other than the ones that already showed up
5: for this episode, we need to learn from the White Spring Bunker. That's the goals. White Spring Bunker is goals. Kill trespassers?
0: Mm. What? I was thinking, like, <laughs> fancy, fancy, uh, a fancy bunch of robots walking around looking all awesome. Could
4: probably activate Mr. Handy's combat subroutines.
0: Oh, no, don't do that, Ken. Don't do that. We can put him on, like, guard patrol around the outside. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining me, guys. Um, let's go through uh i'll wrap it up at the end but why don't we go through and and you guys let everyone know how to get a hold of you and where to plug in for stuff that you've been doing let's start with ken Uh, you can find
4: our podcast at fallout76podcast.com on anchor pandora stitcher spotify etc you can also find the link to the discord that we play on so if you're out there you're not enjoying the experience uh, in our group that dave joined today actually uh, we have players on all platforms so uh, come hang out we have fun in there
5: I'm infiltrating all of your groups. That's that's the goal. Listen, if you have a group or a chat, tra- I'm going to infiltrate it, and then we'll post a picture of my dog. You know that's going to happen.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say butt. Post a picture of my butt.
5: That would be, that'd be gross. I, I would need my gin in a bottle at that point.
0: <laughs> all right, Dave. How can people find you?
5: Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Dave Chaffins, D-A-V-E-C-H-A-F-I-N-Z. I've got that down to a point. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Chafins I am launching a new show uh, that's going to be weekly coming out February the 19th called Mystery Time Live Uh, if you have listened to the Cryptidcast um, it's kind of an evolution of that show uh, with some live elements thrown in I'm very excited about that Uh, other than that I think that's it awesome and all of these shows
0: are part of the Robots Radio Network robotsradio.net or at Robots underscore radio on Twitter. And you can find my shows also on the network, uh, the Fallout Lorecast, the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, some other things that I've been doing intermittently out there. And all of those things are available on, you know, whatever device you like to listen to podcasts on. So you can go check all that stuff out. But if you want a rundown of all the shows on the network, either RobotsRadio.net or you can check out the Robots Radio Discord channel where there are... Individual channels for all the different shows and all the notifications, all the fun stuff that we're doing on the network. So, thank you for tuning in, everyone. And, guys, um, it is getting kind of late. Did you. Are there beds? Did you find beds in here yet? Are we staying the night in this? I bet it gets really creepy in here. When There's it's dark. a
4: stained mattress uh, and a Mothman sleeping bag. Uh, I'm leery about.
5: I'm going <laughs> to get in. I'm going to get in, and I think I, I, I've got this little bag, but I think that if I get in there, I might have a ticker that says I have rad worms. Yeah. We may want to come
0: back in the rat right away. All right. We're going to try to find our way out of the forest. Uh, wish us luck and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. See you See guys ya. later.
6: This is Commander Connor Johns, and welcome to the Fallout 5.0 New Responders HQ here in Fallout 76. Our community is based around the roleplay of the lost faction known as the Responders. When you join the ranks of the 5.0, you become your character. Through roleplay quests and events in game, in character interaction on our Discord, you grow and develop your character's story within the community lore. But that's just the beginning. We take Fallout 76 to the next level. By creating multimedia player quests using our website and the in game mechanics, players both in the 5.0 and outside community. Can experience immersive quests and storytelling that shape the roleplay lore of the 5.0 community and the partner factions. And coming soon, Fallout 5.0, our episodic TV series where you can become an actor. So head on over now to the Fallout 5.0 that's dot 0com and you can become the story.
1: I am the head of the Enclave Science Division.
2: I am Cadet Tom Higgins of the Fallout 5-0. I am
6: head of the New
0: Responders Recon.
3: I am the chief medical officer.
2: I'm a responder. I am a warrior of the Northern Mountains.
6: I'm a fire breather. I am Agent Mikro from 5-0 Responder. I am a fire breather.
2: I'm a 5-0
0: New Responder.
6: I'm a fire breather. We are the Fallout 5-0. We are the lore.
0: Hey friends, this is Robots, the creator of the Robots Radio Podcast Network and host of the two original shows on the network, the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. These two shows have rocketed up the iTunes charts. They both together have over 155 star reviews in only a couple of months, with bite-sized episodes that take you step-by-step step through the background of the games and the game worlds. They're thought-provoking, well-produced, and a lot of fun. I recommend you go check them out at robotsradio.net or on any podcast, reader, podcatcher, whatever you use, iTunes, Spotify. Again, that's the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, available everywhere.
2: In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything a chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart and their epic struggle for survival. Chad. A vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of 2, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal, and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men, one wasteland, and so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast, rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing.
5: So come and listen on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher,
1: or wherever you get your podcasts. And always remember... Swooping.